Patricia, my darling Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no foolin'. I'm falling in love with you. Patricia, my darling, Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling. Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. It is Saturday night, April the 8th, year 2017. Boy, how many more Christmas days do we have left? Let's see, we got to figure this out pretty <laughs> soon. <laughs> I don't think the adorable one was expecting that as her opener, but that's okay. No, I I'm Wally Sears over here in Costa Mesa, California. It's a nice and warm weather, but I do have a sweatshirt on. What can I say? Yes, I know. I know. It's spring, and I still have a sweatshirt on. But let's find out. Let's take bets, everybody. You think she has them on or off? So let's, let's put, if you want to say yes or no, you can email them to floridawriter at hotmail.com. Does she have them yes, on? And does she have them on or off? So, send yes if you think she has them on. If you don't think she has them on, say no. So, email all I, guests. I hope, uh, I hope we're talking about shoes. Because <laughs> uh, I missed what we were talking about. That's why I didn't, we, say, we are that's why I didn't say what they were. Okay, I figured every, everybody knew. Uh, well, how can everybody know if I didn't? <laughs> I'm the one over here who's weeping. I I have faith in the family that they know what your 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 clothing style's like. 
Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. So I I, I, I say she does not have them on. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna vote no. I think she's barefoot at the moment. So if you think she's barefooted, send her an email saying no, no shoes. At floridawriterhotmail.com. If you think she does have shoes on, say yes, she has shoes on. Send her at floridawriterhotmail.com. I'm in the soup already. <laughs> and and we're only five minutes into the show. Five minutes. Well then, you are a genius. You are king of the hill tonight. I'm I will listen to you and obey your every command. Well, oh. maybe not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I will obey as many of your so I ha- um, I ha- as yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. Your floor. Oh, no, 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 no. It's yours. It's yours. I will obey as many commands as I can. You are the king of the hill tonight. Ah. Have you, uh, obe- have, have you obeyed everything I ever said? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so why are we starting a new precedent if we're going to do that tonight? Well... I mean, my brain isn't working, so I'll borrow yours. <laughs> yeah? Well, that's okay. You're, ho- <laughs> you're hoping that mine's functionable. That's pretty good. Oh, yes. I I have faith. You have faith in my brain. Do you believe that? Yes, I do. I know you, you are a very <laughs> trustworthy soul. Uh, and I'm also trusting. Yes. You can trust me, and I can trust you. Let's go home now. <laughs> We've got all of that settled. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Hello, everybody. We are here with our weekly silliness. Mm-hmm. And I have the sense that tonight is going to be very silly. Because, <laughs> you know, I just I have almost all my homework finished. Oh. And um, stuff like that there. Perfect. Now, if you have any more homework assignment for Patricia, you can, oh, what? You can enclose a $20 check to that email at floridawriter at hotmail.com. <laughs> um, oh, dear. This is a nonprofit show. <laughs> so if you give it to Walden, he will accept it as a nonprofit gift, in which case he's taken care of the nonprofit. You could send me $20, too. <laughs> It is. It is a non-profit station. There is no profit. Um, the station accepts donations uh, to help keep things running, but that's it. And you give it directly to the station, and you can find that, the donation stuff, at yesterdayusa.com. Am, am I, I don't know. I never know whether giving people information about what they shouldn't do is the right thing to do. I don't think it is, <laughs> but I'll tell you, if you miss on the entry, oh, I'll tell them anyway. <laughs> there is a, 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 um, a site, yusa.com. It is not Yesterday USA, so you may avoid that one. It's yesterdayusa.com. And if you have a dollar, a $5, whatever, um, that you can contribute, please go to the website and do it. 
actually don't usually do that. Everybody else does and helps people understand that this is a profit. <laughs> the, prop, the only profit is the piggy bank that pays the bills. So that's not really a profit. But anyway, we don't usually say that, and shame on me. But if you're looking for a really good writer, I, I can recommend one. FloridaWriterHotmail.com. She'll, she'll take care assuming of it. I'm still, assuming I'm still upright. <laughs> oh, good grief. Oh, good grief. Well, you're not planning to be downright, down and out, so you're going to be up and right eventually. This is true. Yes. If you say so. I believe it. Okay. No, not okay? Sure, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> what do you run from me? <laughs> That's Jack Benny style, yes? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I was telling my sister tonight about some of the stories that Eddie Carroll told. Mm -hmm. And one of them was about the barbershop in the same district or same area. He was performing. And, of course, he was performing as Jack Benny. Did he tell you this one? I'm trying to remember Maybe what not. version of the story. I'm, 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 I'm well, right here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, it was when I had a conversation with him, mm -hmm. and he said because he was the theater was probably no more than a half a block away, and he walked in to get his hair cut. They were morning and evening performances, and so it was the middle of the day, and he decided to get a haircut, and he walked in. And the barber just stopped cold, absolutely stopped cold. He sat down, he, he was wiping his face, and he said, no, no, this couldn't be. <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> what couldn't be? He said, Jack Benny and Mr. Benny, he called him Mr. Benny. And he said, well, I play him, but I'm not him. This poor barber had done Jack Benny's hair every single time he was in, I don't know what section of New York wow. that he performed. But this poor man was ready to fall out of his chair because he thought Eddie Carroll was Jack Benny wow. reincarnated. Wow. That poor mm -hmm. man, I mean, he was just wiped out. Um, Eddie said that he just excused himself and left. He, he just, he could not do it. He could not do it. It was like he was doing a haircut on the real Jack Benny, and he—I don't know—I'm not sure he was still convinced. But out the door he went, and he—he he said, "I—I I can't do this. I can't do this." And out the door he went. So that's when you have the perfect mime, or imitator, or impersonator. Um, I'm, I'm not—he wasn't really doing an imperson, impersonation. What would you call it? Well, with a performance, it was a performance. Um, yeah. Of, uh, in, in fact, when Eddie Hairline started to uh, recede, it would uh -huh. fall very similar to Jack Hairline too. So that was exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I came up or came across a new word that was used at least four times in written work, you know, various newspapers or an article or something like that. And it is and at least four times. 
it is doppelganger. Have you ever heard that word? Nope, that's a new one on me. Oh boy, it sure was a new one on me, and I dug around and looked it up. A doppelganger is a person who looks so much like you that people mistake you for twins if you get together. Hmm. Now, people will say, are you Mary? Are you Joan? Who are you? And they're just stunned, and it happens repeatedly. There probably is a doppelganger for every person in the universe, but... Um, you don't often travel to Italy to find one, you know. So I had one experience like that, and it, it was kind of spooky. I mean, I was not with the other person, and I wish I had realized that this poor man was upset for a reason. But he knew the other girl, and it was in his neighborhood, and he would he called me by my name. And I said, no, my name is Patricia. He said, Ah, come on, don't kid me. And we went through this back and forth. He was really getting upset. I went and got my supervisor and said, would you please come and tell this man? And, you know, we're everything official that you've got. (laughs) You've got your name tag. You've got your gold button, whatever it is. I said, just make sure that he knows you're authentic and tell him who I am. And it didn't work did not work, and then I found out that there really was someone in the next town who looked just like me, and of course that meant I looked just like her, but I never had a chance to meet her. That was kind of foolish, huh? Well, I was also, think, I was also thinking about the time when you think you heard yourself on the radio. <gasps> oh, good point. Oh, was that spooky. It really was. I, I tuned, I was bouncing up and down trying to find a particular station. And I came, it was some kind of a gardening or, uh, you know, a talk show, and they've got a theme. But I, I bumped into that, and I stopped, and I thought, that sounds just like me. And I sat there, and I said, my God, that is me. <laughs> you know? am, I, am I sleepwalking or something? I don't know. But it sounded just like me. I had forgotten about that one. Scary. It really was a little scary. Yeah. I was just thinking, you know how long Eddie's been gone now? No. Almost seven years. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Oh gosh. He was such an, an in in addition to being an outstanding performer, he was an outstanding person. Yes. When he got when he got in his environment wasn't any different from when he was in a group or mm-hmm. in, you know, in a, a, an acting role. I, it just, he was just a remarkable man. And he was the voice of Jiminy Cricket for, I want to say, 20 years. Was that, would that sound about right? Uh, about 30, I think from 72, 73, 73 until his passing, so... So about wow. about uh, thirty-seven years. Mm. <laughs> remarkable man, just a remarkable man. Oh. All right, now I will ask you another one. Am I correct? Do I recall correctly that somewhere is the question? <laughs> I have to stop interrupting myself. Do I? Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> 
do I recall correctly that he was only the second actor or voiceover who did Jiminy Cricket? Very correct. Yep, absolutely correct. Uh, one out of a thousand so far. Very I can good. catch up. I can catch up. And uh, that and pe people, you want to guess who's number one? Who was the first one? Oh, I knew his name. So we'll just put it I out there as a trivia question. So what? We'll We'll put that out. Trivia question number one. Who was the first Jimmy Cricket? And he was a well-known singer back in the 20s. So In we'll the 20s? Oh, yeah. Not that old. Oh, yeah. In the back Neither are you. Back in the 1920s, he was a well-known singer before he became the voice of Jimmy the Cricket. So, put that out number one. Mm-hmm. Number two. And? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and uh -huh. what's number three? Uh -huh. Oh, I don't know who's, who's number three now. I, I, I don't know who took over. I think oh. for a while they were still using some of Eddie's voices. Cause I was that was reasonable, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, so. and, and it wouldn't fit in every situation mm -hmm. um, because it was, it was quite, he wanted to be clear and sure that I understood that they did the voice first and then drew the cartoon. Mm -hmm. they, drew, they did the voice first because right. when they drew the cartoon, they could match what he was saying so the lips would move uh, correctly. Um, so all sorts of neat things like that. Um, I'm just so sorry he's gone. He was, he was just a very special person for all of us. Well, maybe we should have Karen on the show. She's still about everybody's, uh, Eddie's wife, who's also a bundle of energy, Karen Kell. And uh, wow. she and I change okay. email quite a bit, so that might be fun to have her on sometime. Just to, oh, yes. You know. Could you give her sleeping pills before she came sometimes? <laughs> or maybe a little Benadryl or something <laughs> like that, just to slow the pace a bit. Uh, yeah? If we ask her for a half half an hour, oh no, to it, interview, it, it would be a, it would be a good hour, hour two hours or so, Karen. Either that, or we're going to get an hour into thirty minutes, which we have done at times. True, true. How true? And then she will go on for the rest of the hour. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn is a lovely person, <laughs> but she is a bundle of energy. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So. So now what? Well, what you have you, you have anything to put on the table before I put stuff on the table? Then we can open. You our put stuff on the table. No, I don't have anything. You don't have a theme. Oh no, I don't have a theme. Ah. How about food? What kind of? All right, here. I brought something up from my crazy days type thing, like um. On the 9th is Winston Churchill Day and also Name Yourself Day. But we will just do the 7th and the 8th for now. Because the, oh, today is, oh, we'll do tomorrow also. So yesterday was the 7th. Walden, are you holding on to your hat? I'm ready. It was, it was Caramel Popcorn Day. Are you happy with that? I noticed chocolate wasn't on there. Well, you never hear about chocolate-covered popcorn. 
right. Is there such a thing? I don't think so. That would be kind of sticky. Well, caramel isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Well, I'll go on a hunt. Okay, yesterday was also National Beer Day, so you could wash down the caramel mm -hmm. popcorn. Yeah. And um, then we had National Walk to Work Day. It's the first Friday of, 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 the, of the month, I guess. First Friday of the month, yeah. It's a no housework day, and it's World Health Day. So all of that was yesterday. Wow. Okay. But it started out with caramel, so I thought you needed to have sure. it. Yeah. Okay. World Health Day will have to sit behind the caramel popcorn. <laughs> so, okay. On the 8th, which is Saturday, which is still Saturday here even, it's All Is Ours Day. Hello? What? We oh. own everything. Oh. I'm sorry I didn't get this to you sooner. <laughs> All Is Ours Day. <laughs> Oh, this is good. Okay. And it was also, I don't know where they get these things. Draw a picture of a blind, of, of a bird. Oh, jeez. Hold on. Oh, you wouldn't believe what I tried to type in a little while ago. Draw a picture of a bird day. Okay. Well, that's an unusual enough. And it was or is also Zoo Lover's Day. Do you, do you know any zoo lovers? Well, it's been a while since I've been to the zoo. So, I don't know if I know any zoo lovers. I know animal lovers. But the animal lovers, yeah, we the animal lovers I know don't necessarily always go to the zoo. They, they would prefer not to. Or if they do, they plop themselves in front of the gatekeepers and give them a lecture on what these lovely animals can do on their own, in their own environment. Yeah. Except, I'm a zoo lover. Uh, I am, and only the ones that treat the animals very well. Um, they've got, <laughs> I guess the Cincinnati Zoo. I was there a long time ago. Um, oh, I was in Ohio. That's what I mean. I didn't know you ever been in Ohio. I forgot. And I was in Kentucky. Holy cow. Oh, my goodness. I am a world traveler. Well, maybe <laughs> East Coast traveler. Listen, I don't know. Listen, I know you've done New York, New Jersey, Ohio, mm -hmm. Kentucky, Florida, Virginia. <laughs> well, that's six. You must oh, have, yeah. You must have gone through Maryland. Well, you know, going back and forth from New York to... Florida, yeah, I went through a bunch of states, but you could hardly say I was visiting. Then Alabama, no, I, I, so I did my eight. duty and bought some. Hmm? And Alabama's eight. Oh, yeah, and I went to California. Because there yeah. I was at one of the conferences. Yeah. And I got there via Arizona. That's ten. Wow. Uh, Vermont. Eleven. Oh wow! You you seen you seen the world? Pennsylvania. Twelve. Oh boy, I'm hot tonight. Um, mm, I'm running out of states. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. You're someone well. who never travels. Yeah. You're done very well. 
Oh, thank you, Walden. Very well. Thank you, Walden. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it for now. <laughs> oh. Anyhow, we have to come up with a theme. What What is our theme tonight? I, thought, I thought of a theme earlier today. Uh-huh. You're bailing me out again? Oh, yes. That's... That's oh. part of my. That's part of my promise to love, obey, and protect you of all time, and to bail you out is part of the deal. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. That is good. So, so my my theme topic was, and we've never done this one. I was thinking, you know, it's getting to be spring, and what for. Everybody probably has a different designation in their background. What you know, this is the first day of spring for them. Is it maybe the certain flowers start to blossom? Is it mm -hmm. you know certain birds that fly in an area? Is it because of the uh, is it the first week of baseball? What is it for everybody that donate? Winter is over and spring is here. So that was my thinking of a topic. Might I suggest, mm -hmm. guys, rule the calendar. Once baseball season has started, everything is toast, and we girls can do anything we want, and nobody will notice because you guys aren't around. <laughs> well, I think I think girls normally dominate everything, don't they? Oh, Walden, we're such pussy cats. <laughs> <laughs> I think generally the girls always dominate everything in life, don't they? Oh, not that I know of. You don't think so? No. Okay. I'm Anyone who I agrees I with me <laughs> is Florida Writer <laughs> at hotmail.com. I think I, I, one. I think generally females do dominate the world. So that's generally, you know, we, we, we're we, we guys are lucky to live in the world, basically. You know. <laughs> okay. You know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My trivia yeah. question was: What uh -huh. anniversary is it on April the ninth? That's what I like to have people figure out. What What anniversary was April the ninth? Anniversary of what? Well, that's what I want them to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> not, not anniversary of joining show business, no, no, not no, uh, no, birthday. No, no. Uh, huh? Something bigger than that. He was born? No. She was Been, born? No. That's got to be bigger than anything <laughs> else that came in its wake. Um... um Wow. It's, it's no, I'm, I'm yeah, it's probably probably the demarcation line of this United States of America. Oh. Hmm. hmm? Well <laughs> I don't know. When when did we draw the line that made Canada a country? I would say it's bigger bigger than that in this in the country's history. Holy cats. Oh Would yeah. you please open the phone lines? <laughs> 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 and
and help me out of my mess. But just before we do, I want everybody to know that we're going to try to keep the calls just a little bit shorter tonight. Um, we've been we've been doing quite long conversations, and um, we have some people out there who are trying to get through, and they're not. And I'd like to give them a chance. So this is your and opportunity at someone four five four five. Two oh seven. Well, we can institute this rule. We'll we can keep them very short th at the beginning, and you can call back later in the evening. So we'll, we'll let you do the double dipper. That way, we'll make sure everybody. Well, I think that's a good. That, I think that's good. That's a good compromise. Yeah. So when we put the double dip in, that allows everybody to get in and say hi or whatever. Or we want to talk to us for a little bit, and then we'll walk and call you back. You know, you can call us back. So mm -hmm. let's do that for a little while. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. All right. Let's see here. We'll put my hand over here. Hello there. You're on the air. Hey guys. Hello Paul. How are you? Hi Paul. Pretty good. Hi Patricia. Yeah, it's good to hear your voices. Oh good. You know my, you know the answer to my trivia question. Well, you know, I just started to research it, and then she asked for you to open a line, so I wanted to get in. <laughs> <laughs> you had to make a fair choice. <laughs> I did. And you chose us. Thank you. I did. Yeah. Chose you. Yeah. Well, and, I... But, um, uh, it, it's big for our country, huh? Yeah, uh, probably the biggest thing in our country's history. Revolutionary War was pretty big. Yeah, pretty big. It's on the same level. And probably some cases more important. It's not the Civil War or... Yes, it's the Civil War. Oh, really? It's the ending of the Civil War. Wow. Yeah, so 152... You look it up. Yep, 152 years ago tomorrow. So... Good job, Paul. You figured it out. Wow. Yeah. That, that doesn't seem very long, it you know. Does. I mean, Both. considering we're such a young country, to think yeah. that, well, it's it's a, it's amazing to think. Even I heard, in, like, in the 1980s, there were still Civil War widows still alive. Uh, wow! To think about it, that's pretty remarkable to think that. In the in the nineteen eighties. Uh huh. <coughs> that is very remarkable. Well, considering what maybe a Civil War vet in his eighties and married a, a youngster in her in her twenties, that's how this happened. And mm. you know, we had them into the Civil War. I mean, I think even think of this. I can remember tuning in the radio in the late. 70s and early, and they would talk to somebody who uh, were born right at the end of the Civil War, you know, the 115 or 17 years old or something. But if you think about it, that's not that many generations ago. So no, and, um, oh, oh, oh man, no, man, Har oh, Harwood. Mm-hmm, yeah. Was say yeah. Harwood? Um, when he was talking about the rebel cry, right. and, and then I researched it on the internet and very easily found video of it, and it was some kind of reunion for them, 
and these guys were supposed to individually do their own cry, you know, for a few seconds, yeah. and this was all shown on video. You know, um, quite a few of them couldn't hear very good, so, you know, it was their turn, and they didn't even do anything, and somebody would tell them. And, but there there was a few that looked pretty young. I mean, I don't know when, um, what years the cameras became available. I mean, a video. Right. Well, I remember when Hollywood sent out the um, recordings, um, I think it was around, they started to interview people at the radio in the 30s, somewhere in the 30s. So, my guess is the video, the uh, film cameras would have been before then. But, mm -hmm. you know. Yes. Because I think Thomas Albert Edison invented around 1890, maybe? Okay. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'm off. Somewhere around yeah. there. It was the Black Maria that he was working on in his Edison, New Jersey. It wasn't Edison, New Jersey at the time, but it, it was up in that area where he was working. And it was the um, Black Maria that he that. dubbed this camera that he was working on, but I don't think it was close enough to um, to the Civil War. I'm, I, I can't imagine that it was close enough to the Civil War. It was probably in the early 1900s that he was working on this, or late 1800s. Uh, if you think about that, that's only 30 years after the Civil War or so. I mean, so, mm -hmm. if he had it working, I mean, just think what Edison invented, or was part of some of the most important things that we even still use today. I mean, from the, mm -hmm. the lights to uh, the, the camera to the phonograph records, for crying out loud, all Hammer? The, the camera. Oh, I thought you said hammer. And I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so right up there was Alexander Graham Bell invented yeah. the telephone. Very, very prolific. Yep. Very prolific. Yes. He had over a thousand um, patents died. Patricia, you'll have to do a search for that. The, the rebel cry, and uh, you see on the left-hand side um, were, like, the wives and family members of these guys, and just looking at what they're wearing, you know, some of them, well, I think more than a couple, had uh, furs that they had draped around them, maybe some long fur coats, and then all these old guys and some some fairly young guys there and they kind of each had their own individual um cry some some of it was pretty funny like one particular yep. young guy right. he, he had his arms working and everything the whole time he's doing it and really yeah. animated harwood did send us a cd or yeah it was a cd Lawson, did you get one Harwood sent me one of the of the authentic, as he, he picked out from all of the screams that went on in history or, or were recorded as as having been in history. And Harwood said, no way. <laughs> they, were, they were all imposters. So he went out and he found an example, a, an absolute reproduction of what he told us was the battle cry, the civil, the, the, um, 
<laughs> Confederate battle cry. Yeah. And it, it was pretty interesting. It, it's got a very interesting sound, so I'll have to go out and dig it up. But, you know, I don't think having anything by Thomas Edison around that time, because the, the war ended in 1865, I believe. Is that correct, Walden? You're absolutely correct. Oh, two, two per thousand. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, just don't start asking me questions. Maybe I can catch up. Um, that a, so was that a Sorry. Was that a different rebel call that he sent you as opposed to what he played on the air? No, what he played on the air was what he sent me. Yeah. Well, because what he did was multiplied it. That's right. Yes, he it, did. It and wasn't it, it a, wasn't really a whole good. group like, of people doing it all at once. Uh -huh. It was multiplied. Right. Yes. So yes. Whatever that was, after listening to these guys varying their voices, their own cries, I could see it being even more harrowing than what yeah. we heard in the multiplication. You know what I'm saying? We got a whole mm -hmm. variety of, it would be quite a cacophony. Oh, and and it's, a, it's, um, it's a frightening sound. So if I were on the other side and I heard all of these voices using the battle cry, uh, gosh, I, I'd be, I'll, I'll fix the lunch for you guys. <laughs> it was just very frightening. Well, some people ran the other way, you know. That's true, they did. There's, there's always that, and, you know, it's understandable. Not everybody's cut out to do the yeah. awful thing that war is. It is terrible. Yes. Very, very, very bad. I feel, mm -hmm. when I watch, when I watch uh, war movies and such, I kind of feel obligated to in a way, because I never fought in one, and I want, I appreciate what they've all done, mm -hmm. and for the freedom we have in our country, and I, I kind of feel like it's, my duty to uh, pay him homage, be be informed at least somewhat, even mm -hmm. if movies I'm seeing aren't accurate. The emotions that uh, that they portray are so. That's that. What were uh, what were you saying, Wallen? As far as the theme goes, uh, what denotes the first day of spring to you? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know about first day. I'll just say about the feeling of it coming on. Uh-huh. Uh, like uh, our tree's been pushing out uh, at the front, um, been pushing out, pushing out these, it's not blossoms. It's a ray woody ash, uh, but it's something like f fresh buds are starting, and then it ends up dropping all these little brown things. It makes quite a mess. <laughs> That's the beginning of that tree starting to push. And then uh, it, in my backyard, all the redwood trees, especially with this nice rain we've been getting, they got all these fresh, um, fresh bright green that's a lighter color green than, than uh, what's been there all along. Um, shoots that are all coming out of the branches about half inch to three quarter inch long i just noticed today and how, um how, how, how does make 
does that make you feel, seeing all these blossoms struggling to pop and things like that? Oh, makes makes me feel good. Um, <laughs> especially, especially the redwood trees, because I haven't been able to water because of the um, drought, you know, and redwood trees mm-hmm. like a lot of water, and it's hot out here, so... I'm very thankful for this this water and to see the trees shooting out like they are and the the mama tree I call it the mama tree um, it stands in for my wife and the first three redwood trees were for uh, our children at the time before my youngest was born um, and that tree actually has these vines all grown from behind in the next door neighbors uh what do you call it um thing that flowers grow on and vines um well they have a hot tub and they have one of these uh, i forget roses have a trellis trellis. And, and it's a crawling vine and it just had tons of flowers you look out in the mama tree and it's 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 an evergreen it's called a bottle tree. The big old fat trunk. Oh, I know what they are. They're oh. It, huh? It does it get a big flower on it? It's got a big trunk that looks like a bottle. It's fat at the bottom and skinnier at the top. Oh, we we have what we call bottle brush trees, and the flowers look oh. like bottle brushes. Yeah, but I know. Very and you had those at my grand at my uh, grammar school. Um, mm-hmm. So that that tree has these the next door neighbors vines all grown throughout it, and they just finished. They just dropped all the blossoms. They were all purple. You look up in this tree that's just an evergreen tree that doesn't have flowers out of it ever. But then it's got the, it'll be, it could trick somebody because it has all these uh, purple bluish flowers like crazy throughout it but it's really those vines and now they all dropped uh i noticed yesterday because i what what looks different the ground's a different oh okay the blossoms dropped all right all right yeah okay we're we're going to truck through the calls a little faster in the beginning and then give us a call later i understand would you do that so all you people that have a hard time now, you hear me getting ready to hang up. Now you get ready here. You better. You better. You got 10 seconds, you know, everybody. And, and call, call now because there's a five-second delay. <laughs> all right, Paul. Hopefully, experience. Hopefully we'll talk to you in a, few, a little while tonight. Okay. Thank all right. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. 714-545-2071. Paul's giving you the opportunity. This is your lucky day, 714-545-2071. There's only one Patricia on the face of the earth. I can vouch for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 714-545-2071. Nobody's going to take an opportunity to call, 714 2071. You're going to let me have my next part of my conversation while you call. 714 545 2071. Well, this is what I, I was. I was 
Yeah. Hmm? Go ahead. I will stick you with Snoopy. Ah. No, I won't. It's just something that is attributed to Snoopy. It is the author. The author is Charles Schultz. And Snoopy said, I wonder why some of us were born dogs while others were born people. Is it just pure chance or what is it? Somehow the whole thing doesn't seem very fair. Why should I have born, been born the lucky one? <laughs> I, I think that's something Snoopy would say. That, that struck me funny. Very so much so. You may have that. Very yeah, and I didn't so. even have to ask you about where Snoopy was born. The Hazeldale Puffy Farm. We'll leave that to last. <laughs> okay. All right. Hurry up, somebody, and call, or you're doomed. Okay. How's that? Very good. Yeah. All right. But I don't know what doom is. What's doom? My next topic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this week I was informed that I'm part of my, uh, my mother's PEO program on May 20th. Which is a Saturday, and my mom PEO group is was a woman club who helped, you know, other younger females or older females to get college education or graduate school or whatever. To you know, it's a way for them to help education. Anyway, they have these meetings every two weeks, and they're going to be at somebody's house, and they need a slide projection area, but. It's a house with all these windows. So they're going to reschedule her, and guess who got drafted to put on a program? I think that is wonderful. Do you want all of us to come with you? Yes, I do. And because my mother is the program chair person, so guess who got drafted? So we have decided, Mom and I brainstorm, we're going <laughs> to simulate Dr. IQ. <laughs> Very good. We're going to have 20 <laughs> questions. I told her, go get a bag of 100 candies, and I'll give out trivia questions. I said, this is worth one candy bar or two candy <laughs> bars. So we're working, okay. on, we're, we're working on trivia questions. So I'll start walking right now. So <laughs> so, so Carl, as you, I, I'm going to bring you up, and I'll give you the first question I, uh, I want you to take a shot at. Hello, Carl. You're on air. Hi, you two. Hello, Celeste. <laughs> How are you? We're fine. Oh, I am Hi. good. How are you? How you doing, Celeste? Oh, much better, thank you. Every day a little bit stronger, you know. <laughs> of course, I'll that's never good. go double two-stepping up the steps again. That's for sure. <laughs> Sometimes we don't have a choice. Now, here is something really good for, I think, Texas trivia. That a lot of people don't know. Are you still? Are you guys still part of the union, or, or, or is that? <laughs> Listen, it wasn't us. Our governor Sam Houston did not want to open, get in the Civil War. Yep. He said we were a Western state. We had no business in that. A few places in the east of Texas had slaves, but we were not a big slave state. No. And doggone it, the House of Representatives and the and the Senate, they overrode him and joined the Civil War. It broke his heart. Mm. He st 
stopped being governor and went back to his hometown and stayed there from then on. He gave it up. I never knew the story behind that. That's yes, he gave it up. Wow. It was just, he couldn't believe that Texas would enter such a war. Okay. Uh, anyway. Okay, so I have, a, I have a question. I have a trivia question. I'll go ahead, Walter. <laughs> okay, my question before your trivia question. Is Texas really part of the South or is it part of the West? Oh, it's Southwest combination. <laughs> Southwest lines and everything. We always call ourselves Southwest. So isn't, isn't that taking the best of both worlds? Taking the South and the West? Sure. Okay. Why not? Okay. <laughs> They're not silly. We're, we're all big and body down here, of course it's. <laughs> You can't take the South away from the West or the West away from the South. Anyway. All right, I'm ready for you. I'm ready for you. Are you? Do you know who? Now, I always laugh because people think this is such a great song. Do you know who the Yellow Rose of Texas was? Well... I know the song. Oh. I mean, think. It made me think about. It was. It sure. You're saying it was written. It was sort of written as a salute to somebody. Correct. <laughs> yes. Okay. Huh. Bill Starr. This is who is the Yellow Rose of Texas, and I'll tell you who she was. She was a mulatto woman from Louisiana who was in the profession. You know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And yeah. she came with a wealthy banker who was a friend of, uh, of uh, oh, I'm trying to think, the last skirmish that they had. Um, she was a friend of Sam Houston. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So Sam Houston and this wealthy banker who was her patron right. paid her a lot of money. And she went over into the uh, Mexican army there, Mm -hmm. and she had a big night celebrating with Santa Ana. And when when our our army defeated them, they were all waking up. They had had big wine parties and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. and we defeated them solidly, and it was because... The Yellow Rose of Texas was entertaining Santa Ana. I never knew that. <laughs> of course. I did not know that. Isn't that funny? What a, what a great story. Yeah. The, and I always, you know, people are always making, or always think that's such a great Texas song, and really it's, it's kind of a shameful song to me because... <laughs> She well, was, gee, I don't think, I don't think so. Business. It happens in a lot of situations in America and other places. So, no, it, it wasn't shameful. It was good use of <laughs> already existing. <laughs> <laughs> Making use of your God-given abilities, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's perfect. Yes. And you're following in the footsteps of people who knew how to use it, too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, so when you hear people with that great song, The Yellow Rose of Texas, just remember who she was. She was.
was a busy lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that song should be a celebration of the Yellow Rose. Think so? I absolutely do. Yeah, I kind of had mixed feelings about it. It's because people, people, when they don't know the background of the Yellow Rose of Texas, they sing it like it's a real patriotic thing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love our song much better. The eyes of Texas are upon you. I love, I love our state song. But it's so funny because a lot of people, and people that move here, we have so many people from the north and west that have moved to the area, and they mm-hmm. think that the Yellow Rose of Texas is a, is a state song. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> Certainly not, but truly, I think she should be celebrated. Look at what her, I'll call it work, because that's really what she was doing. Look at what her work accomplished. <laughs> And she was so professional at it. <laughs> of she, she was, was a lady from New Orleans. She was practiced in the art. Right. And she was from New Orleans. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. She was an interloper besides. <laughs> <laughs> now, what was, I, I, I had just turned you guys on. What were you talking about um, with uh, Thomas Edison? Well, we were just kicking around the idea that think of we were just talking about tomorrow the anniversary of the end of the Civil War, uh-huh. which was it 152 years ago. Uh-huh. And Paul was mentioning he just saw some videos of the Civil War veterans from the, se- from uh, the I, South. Uh-huh. And so we got thinking around when did Edison invented the the camera, and I'm thinking maybe 1890 or so. I'm trying to remember exactly. When did we get the motion picture camera? I think about and, that. And he called, I know what he called it. He called it the Black Mariah. And that's what Patricia was saying. I, I never knew Black that. Black Mariah. I never knew that. That's yeah. what that was called. Yeah. So, Mariah. So we were, tr- so, who knows uh, when. And so- you know that bulb in his, his first incubator mm-hmm. light bulb, uh, I have cousins who are much older than I am, and when they took a vacation, that silly bulb was still burning. Wow. The first light bulb, it was still burning. Nobody ever touched it. It was there. But if you were a visitor, a tourist, you could go, and you certainly had to stand kind of far away from it, but it was still on. Isn't that incredible? That's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people here. We we don't celebrate. Um, we don't celebrate the Civil War with the same gusto as from Louisiana over. You know, they they celebrate that a lot, and they have a lot of veterans from that. And we 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 do have some, and some people like to celebrate it. It's all right if they want to. But that's really more for the southern states, you know. Now, best movie you'll ever see about the Civil War mm-hmm. is the one that um, Doris Kearns Goodwin wrote it and Steven Spielberg made a picture of the Civil War. I can't quite remember the name of it right now. But it is the best, most authentic. 
authentic. I mean, it took her about five years to write that book, and it is a wonderful movie. If you ever want to rent a movie or pick one up to play about the Civil War, that's the best. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, I was trying to think of the gentleman who did that documentary that ran on PBS. Um, yeah. And the one with the letters, and they had different people reading the letters of the different people during the time. Yeah. And that, that was a pretty good documentary, too. And Sally Fields is Lincoln's crazy wife, mm -hmm. and she, I think she was up for, I don't know, I think she won the Oscar, but she was nominated for her role in a second, in a supporting role, because she was just, she had Mary Todd Lincoln down just, she was just crazy. And there's a very telling point in that film when Lincoln and somebody else, uh, somebody younger, is walking with him past the big, this huge, huge, tall, big box. And uh, as they go by, the young person asks Lincoln, what is that? And he said, it's full of arms and legs. Mm. Can you imagine? No. Just almost unbelievable. Unbelievable. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, I guess, but I wanted you all to know about the Yellow Rose of Texas. That's a great one. And I will salute her while everybody else does <laughs> You're gonna when people talk bad about her, you're gonna take up for. I certainly will. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yes. There, that's my definitive answer. Yes. Uh huh. Well, she charged uh -huh. high price because this banker had uh, <laughs> Sam Houston went to a banker and he paid her quite a bit of money. <laughs> so there you go. There you there go. See, isn't war a noble enterprise? So noble oh, yeah, and right. wonderful. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I think sometimes of how people sort of glorify it. I think, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, I have some information about the Black Maria, okay. which was Edison's filming venture. Um, it let's see, 1893 was uh, it was completed. Okay. Um, construction of it began in 1892, so that really was very light. Um, you could not film on 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 the actual scene of anything with the War of the South and North. Right. Um, so it was not. It it could not have been kinescoped or whatever. And the Black Maria, by the way, was um, the building. I thought it was Mariah. No, it's Maria. Oh, okay. I've always pronounced it wrong. I thought it was... I always On Turner Classic Movies, they call it the Black Mariah. <gasps> We're going to have to correct them. Uh -oh. All right, um, I'll call right away as soon as we hang up. Would you do that? Would you do that? Now, listen, Ted. Um, I'm going to say, my friend Patricia says you're wrong. <laughs> Everybody says it except you, Ted. <laughs> so, anyway, I love the name Mariah. So, 
You may use it any way you like. If you want to call now, it the Mariah. Have you ever seen those things on Turner Classic Movies when they show the very first uh, film? You know, Edison made a film. Right. And it was about mm-hmm. a train robber, mean old-looking guy with a big hat and a mustache and all that, and he's going from train car to train car. It's just about 20 minutes long, 30 minutes long. But mm-hmm. they didn't have screens. You had to go and pay a nickel or whatever it was, and you'd look into this box, and they'd run the film for you. Yeah. Before yeah. they before they developed screens, you know, movie screens. Is that where we yeah. got the phrase uh, Nickelodeon came from? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. The Nickelodeon, yeah. where it came from. I was just going to say you could look only if you had a nickel. <laughs> I know. No free, no freebies on the kinescopes. No. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll let you two go somewhere. All right, it's OS. We'll yes. talk to you soon. For the yellow rose of Texas. We will. <laughs> yeah, I'll take care of her. Don't take you worry. Or stand up for her, Patricia. She for I will. Wonderful duty because we defeated Mexico. Well, um, yeah, yeah, she did. She did a good job. Okay. She did a good job, and and she made best use of the profession. Yes. She used all all we can ask from a person. Yeah. Okay. Just like that there. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Celeste. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, so that gives me a trivia question for everybody. Why did why did the United States went down and capture Mexico City? So I want you to figure that one out for me. Why did the United States Why did States they go down and capture Mexico, Mexico City? City. Mhm. So we actually oc- we actually occupied Me- Mexico City and decided to give it back to them. So why did we go down there and capture Mexico City? And they gave it back to them? Mhm. They gave it well I'm presuming the Spanish. By the way, yeah, who owned it? Well, it's, that that that's that's the next part of the trivia. What what period of time? Uh, that's what, what I was asking you, and then I I stopped and said, "Whoa, wait a minute!" <laughs> 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 to figure out our little. And then my my where s- are we? my my second trivia. Oh. So uh, we're going to be simulating. Um, Dr. IQ, so I'm going to be having all these trivia questions, and we're going to give away candies and have different levels of candies. So one of the questions I came up with, and we'll key it to how the family is, what U.S. president got blinded in the eye while he was sparring in the White House? You know that? Teddy Roosevelt. Very good. Very good. I'm really good. Ooh, that's three. Very good. Seven, one, four. Five four five two zero seven one. Do you know why we went down and captured Mexico City? And this then gave it back. And gave it back. So there's a, there's, a, there's a story why we went down to Mexico City, and we gave it back. So let me know. Do you know the answers to that? Were not we looking? And it's not really, and it's, and it's really not too long ago. Were we looking for Maya treasures? We were looking for, we were not looking for my, we were looking for somebody. We chased somebody down to Mexico City. No. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh. 
So that's the big clue. We chased somebody down in Mexico City and captured. What was he Mexican? Yes. So I guess in those days we oh. didn't we didn't we didn't honor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the stop sign at the intersection? <laughs> okay. Um, what about Pancho Villa? They're correct. That's why we went down. We chased Pancho Villa down to Mexico City. And with Black Jack posing in 1915, uh, we, that's what we did. We went down to Mexico. We went and chased them from the U.S. border all the way down to Mexico City. Okay, so do I get a chocolate bar? You get a chocolate bar. You get you you got Ooh. two seven one four five four five two zero oh, seven one. What's the only U.S. president that has a patent? Seven one four five four five two zero oh, seven one. What United States? Abraham Lincoln. Very good. Three for three. That <laughs> lady gets another candy bar. That's, that's four for four. All right. So let's see here. What else can we put down? What U.S. president wrote 19 books in 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 his lifetime? What U.S. president wrote 19 books in his lifetime? Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. You got me on that one. Seventeen. He wrote 19 books, and mostly about his and mostly about his travels out of the country. Was that Teddy? That was Teddy Roosevelt, five for five. Yes, it's African safaris and things like that. Okay, that's only a half of one. <laughs> okay, four and a half candy bars go to Patricia now. She four and a half? Ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, oh dear, okay. from everywhere. What, what U.S. president was the first one to fly an airplane? That's the next trivia question. 714-545-2071. You want to help Patricia out? You're very welcome to call. 714-545-2071. Hoover. Um, go with the other one because you've been on a hot streak on, uh, on a particular person. Oh, really? Yep. Teddy? Teddy Roosevelt, five for six for six, adorable six for six. <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> That's another half, so now I've got really six. She. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, let me see. Let me see. Okay. Who is the first first lady? to go up in an airplane. Hmm. Um, Miss, was it Miss Edith, Edith Adam, Edith Wilson, Miss Edith Wilson. No. No. Eleanor Roosevelt. It was Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, and the second part of that, who did she go up with? Her Uncle Teddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> that's, that's a good question, but no. Well, I like that answer, though, because Uncle Teddy would have been the first to do everything, so she would have stuck know. film. I know. You know? He, you know, he, he might have been one of the first people, but he certainly wasn't the first woman. 
or first lady, <laughs> first first lady. He was not a first lady. Who accompanied or was the pilot of Amelia Earhart. the plane that Eleanor Roosevelt was on? Hmm? Amelia Earhart. Yes, right on target. Wow. So the first lady, I, you know, Eleanor really had some spark in her mm-hmm. with this kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> I guess Amelia came in and was friendly with um, the Roosevelts and she came and asked Eleanor if she would like to go for a ride. <laughs> As she was on the way out the door, she said, I certainly would. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's my that's my interpolation, but um, it was true. Can was you Eleanor. imagine, I just thought an interesting thought. You think, the, you, you think the United States Press Corps would have had a field day having Teddy Roosevelt as president today? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mr. Benny. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. They'd kill each other to get to him. <laughs> and they wouldn't They wouldn't have any problems with the press corps because they have killed each other. <laughs> well, especially when we take him on, well, we're going to do that 20-mile that hike, that 100-mile horseback, and whatever he did. You know, he did that hoasis. When he wasn't too happy with the fitness of the U.S. general, he went, he went out and did a physical test to see if everybody could keep up with him, you know. That was hard, Teddy. Hello there, Carl. You're on the air. Hey, guys. I I wanted to call in because of the patent. Yeah. Tell me if this is correct. Okay. Did he uh, invent um, rubber, in, inflated rubber um, pontoons for, um, what would you call um, the bridges, you know, where they could, uh, Army Corps of Engineers say you're going to need to, Cross a river. Correct. And so, that is it. Correct. That's what he invented. You're absolutely right, Paul. He invented that because the barges were running aground when the water was low. So he decided if they could, they can't lower the river, but they could raise the barges, and they were available to put on the barges. And when they were needed, he blew. Oh, he didn't blow them up. They were blown up, you know, so that they could lift the barge. And then they pattered on their way and then deflated. So it was really quite clever. And the drawings are, I'll say, mediocre. I don't, I'm not sure that they would be accepted today, that somebody would have to go back and do some homework. But it really was quite a clever invention. Oh, is it, that's sounding different than um, what I was saying. So you're saying that um, he, he put inflatable um, pontoons underneath these barges to to make them buoyant in water that wasn't deep enough. Is that what you're saying? In in water that was not deep enough, yes. And they they would lift the barge. When they blew them up, it would lift the barge because they had the pontoons very low on the boat. It might have even been underneath, but I don't think so. It was uh, I'm on, sure. On the bottom Probably, part. Yeah, it had to be underneath. Yeah, that had been underwater. And when they came to something that was going to be an obstruction, and it was mostly that the river was in shallow points, and when you blew up the pontoons, the boat would lift because it was lower than water. They were anchored yeah. lower than the water line. 
So when they blew it up, it came up higher than the water line, and yep. off they went. Well, I'm wondering, did he also make what I was thinking of? Somebody did a long time ago, maybe with the Civil War. Um, they were, uh, you know, just p- picture the kind of um, rafts that you, life lifeboats that that mm-hmm. shape that you would have all connected to each other with, say, wood on top. So they could, you know, drive carriages or whatever, men crossing a river, and, that, and they were inflatable. That's what I said. So I don't know if that was Lincoln or somebody else. But well, I guess, I, I guess, I guess. As it, as Go ahead, Patricia. I, I get picked on, and I think it's your turn. Look it up. Look it up, Paul. <laughs> Everybody says, look it up, Patricia. Well, it's your turn. It's my turn? Your turn to go look it up. Go look it up and find find information about the pontoon edition, um, the one that Lincoln invented, and if there were any more that came along as improvements on that invention. Then send Patricia an email. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading your emails. You go in there, I sent you three tonight, and one of them was to ask you to start to train yourself <laughs> to look at your emails like every 15 minutes or so, just a glance, so that people could have another way of uh, communicating with you, especially if somebody else was on the line and, and something needed to be correct. Ah. So, so if you go look there, you'll see that in an email right Terrific. Well, thank you, Paul. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. 414-545-2071. If you want to talk to us, this is the main way, because we're both concentrating on the phone. at 714-545-2071. And we are a radio show. So, Patricia looks at her email once in a while, but not every 15 minutes. But she does look at them periodically. Doesn't sometimes I can do it faster than others. Yes, it depends. You know, you know it depends it's every ten I, minutes, and, and sometimes it's every two hours. So it depends. If I, I will go look shortly. It depends if I keep her distracted or not. No, no, I, <laughs> I've never done that at all. You know. All right, seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Can you answer one of the great trivia questions of yesterday, USA? Which is where? Which is? Where, where? Where was Snoopy born? Do you know the answer? Where was Snoopy born? <laughs> <laughs> you can give Patricia a call at seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Where was Snoopy born? That's what she likes to know. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Really? Uh, yeah. Alright, okay. looking at our schedule, we we haven't talked about our schedule yet. Next, next weekend is Easter, and I talked to Mom, so we're going to go to the sunrise service, so that means I'm going to stay up, so we're going to stay up throughout the night, so we'll see how long we'll do the radio show live, but at least I'll be awake throughout Saturday night, because sunrise service is at 6 in the morning, so I ain't going to go to bed. 
It just, <laughs> <laughs> don't make any sense. Let's talk about Ozzy and Harriet doing that and <laughs> after we finish our call. Who's there? Oh, yes. Let's see. We'll do that. Hello there. You're on the air. Yeah, Walden and Patricia. This is Ray Mitchell out of Chicago. Ray Mitchell! Yes. Yes, you finally found us. <laughs> How are you? Good. Real good. You sound like you got a bit of a cold, right? <laughs> you know, I have, um, like, a horse throat or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's the changing weather. I was on the golf course this morning. That would do it. And, um, <laughs> you know, I'm enjoying the good life as as much as I can, I guess. But um, I, I just wanted to call in, say hello, let you guys know I'm, I'm there all the time, and... Um, Okay, now, Ray? Yeah. How many holes in one have you done in your lifetime? Uh, let's see now. I've been playing golf uh, at least 50 years. Yes. At least 50. And um, and let, let me count them. Let's see. 10, 9, 8, <laughs> 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 1... Zero. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something, I've hit the flag. I've bounced off the flag. I've bounced off the green after hitting the flag. I've landed within uh, inches. And I'll be darned if that ball wants to go in. <laughs> I hope you had a really good conversation with this thing. <laughs> Just redirecting the attention here. Were there any little girl golf balls around? Well, you're you're losing me there. Well, oh no, well. we're fine with you. Patricia you don't lose us. Patricia well, I was asking on on the times that you hit the flag, were there any little girl golf balls around to distract yours? <laughs> I guess not. I guess well, not. Well, I'm, gosh, this is so this is so great. So, I would like you to tell people what your bottom temperature is to go out and play golf. And when it gets lower than that, you cross it off the list temporarily. Well, I've played golf in the twenties, <laughs> um, <laughs> and our weather has really been terrific this year. And and Chicagoland area. In fact, we only had three snows. It snowed three times, and that snow cleared up within uh, like three or four days. So we were able to get on a course. There's a couple of courses that will remain open, and this one course we often play, they'll give us, um, I don't know what you call it, but it's like a cover that covers the, uh, uh, the golf cart. And, um, I mean, at least it keeps the wind out, but it, it really doesn't help much. So, you know what it is? It's really an exercise in two guys who love the game, um, who enjoy each other's company, and just for the thrill of getting out there and uh, attempting to hit some golf balls. <laughs> okay. So, I want, what's your best? golf story of all time. You have a favorite golf story that 
you like to tell or we, we oh, yeah, I, you know, I, I will tell you a story. Okay. Um, we talked about my my hole-in-one that is yet to come. <laughs> yes. So this was, uh, oh, I'm going to say three or four years ago. I, I hit a ball so bad on one hole, it actually rolled on the next hole's green. <laughs> While nobody was there, you know, the, the, that, that hole was empty, so, I, you know, I didn't cause any problems. So, you know what I did? I marked the ball. I put a cross, a red cross on it, uh-huh. and, and yeah. I put it in the hole. Okay? So now I completed, I used a different ball, I completed the hole I was on. Then when we came to that next hole, which was a par three, I hit my ball over the green. And I went, I hurried up back there, I picked it up and put it in my pocket and pretend I was looking. And I said, oh darn, I can't find my ball. I'll just drop one and hit one up. So I made sure I hit it way over to the right someplace. And then I waited for somebody to take the flag out of the hole, and they discovered my ball. <laughs> In the hole? Yeah. On the, on the adjoining hole. They found your ball in the hole. Yeah, I, I put it in there to pretend that oh. I got a hole in one. I, I, I'm sorry. I really screwed that on one. Okay, you're very creative. At the very least, you are creative. <laughs> so they're all jumping and laughing and cheering me. Hey, you finally got your hole in one. You finally got your hole in one. I said, yeah, drinks are on me. I said, but you'll have to pay for your own drinks. <laughs> what are you talking about? I said, well, I have to confess. And then I told him the truth. Now, that story traveled around that golf course for the next two or three years. They still talk about it. <laughs> so you entertained, you're creative, you played an otherwise very good game. This was cool. This was really good. <laughs> Well, it was kind of fun, well, you know. Funny. So that was somewhat memorable. Um, and uh, this week, of course, is Masters Week. And anybody who knows anything about golf knows this is the, the most exciting tournament of the four majors every year. And it's taking place right now at Augusta National in Georgia. Just a wonderful tournament. I didn't know until like, two days ago why Amen Corner is so tough. Until uh, I didn't realize traditionally the wind blows into that corner. Oh, it's unbelievable. And up to almost 40 miles per hour. I can see why they call that Amen Corner. I mean, it, it, if you got that kind of wind blowing down there, it, it, it could be tough trying to get around that spot. Well, well then think about this. Mm-hmm. 40 miles per hour wind will take that ball up to... A good, um, oh, I'm, I'm going to say a good 10 to 15 yards yeah. further away to the right, to the left, or short. Yeah. It's just, you know, yeah. it, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But it, it's what makes that so interesting. Now, the first two days, Thursday and Friday, uh, the wind was horrendous. Yeah. It's like you said, the, the gusts were up to 40 mile, miles an hour yeah. or so. 
it's really been enjoyable. In fact, I, I have the replays on TV uh, right now. You know, I just I can't get enough of it. But uh, because I enjoy the, the uh, you know, the tournament so much, I've read the history on it. Um, uh, Patricia, you, you've met uh, Sam Sneed. We talked about that in the past. Yeah. And, and he, um, I think he's won that tournament a couple of times. And um, as long as all the other greats that you can even mention in golf, they, they've been there and played well there. Well, yeah, you know, I shouldn't say all of them. You know, there's been a lot uh, who never really won it, came close, but never won. But in the main, it, it's a wonderful tradition they have down there, you know. Um, the, the, the course was actually uh, bought and then co-designed by Bobby Jones, one of the greatest golfers of all time way back when, I think in the 20s or something like that. Just a fascinating story. So uh, that's my golf story for the night. Uh, so, Patricia, how are we doing? We are doing okay. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, you're full of surprises, young lady. I, I still, uh, I'm still a little overwhelmed. Okay. Did I do something good? Well. Not so good. No, I, 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 um, you know, the whole, um, the whole package is intriguing, but let me put it to you that way. But, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, That's very kind. Now, I should mention, um, I got that awful program of yours. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I haven't listened to it only because I've been focusing on the Masters all week. And oh, next that's, that's, uh, Monday, I'm going to listen to it and give you a critique. Oh, please do. Which one did I send you? I, yeah. I really don't what recall. You made some comment about it, and you asked that I... Uh, that, um, that, I oh, yes, you have to be... The, you are the... You are the Supreme Court judge, right? <laughs> I don't. I, but it's on top of my list, you know. I just wanted you to know that I didn't ignore it, you know. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, you didn't ignore it, and I forgot I sent it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so embarrassing. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll be interesting because some of those, you know, I'm, I'll just give you this clue. In it, you said it was a Stan Freebird. Oh my gosh, yes! And you loved Stan Freeberg, and yeah. and he said he'd never make the awful show. <laughs> and I opened with, uh oh, <laughs> yes, it was. It, yes. But um, yeah, you know, I really enjoyed his humor. I, I, uh, you know, um, you did an awful show with um, with Jack Webb a couple of Fridays mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 were, I was shocked. That was one of the worst shows <laughs> you know, I ever heard. However, there was some modest redemption near the end, as I mentioned, and I thought it was more tongue-in-cheek of a um, Stan Freeberg-type show, but not as good, not a, nowhere near, you know. So I'm, 
glad he moved on to, what was that other program? Walden, do you remember that he did Dragnet and then yeah. he had that other series? Yeah, Pat, Pat Novak. Yes, that, that, that that's it. Well, I like him too, um, you know. Yep, yeah, he had Johnny DeMadeo, he had, uh, oh gosh, he had the, um, the, the jazz show too, and that um, later, later turned into a, a, mo- a movie in 1955 with Peggy Lee. But no, Jack Jack Webb uh, had some really good stuff, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, that, yeah. That Dragnet was really a classic, um... And uh, Stan Friedberg's takeoff on it um, with the um, the dragon hunting for maidens out of season. I don't know if you've heard that oh, one. Oh, yeah. That's classic. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I just love that in one. Fact, in fact, Jack Webb was such a big fan of Stan Friedberg, he loaned him the orchestra. So it's the actual same orchestra that would play on the Dragnet radio show played on that record. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Well, listen, I just wanted you guys to know I'm alive and well. Thank you, Ray. And uh, as always, I enjoy the program. Walden, Patricia, you guys are the best of the best. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. And I'm so glad you got through tonight. My goodness, you've been an orphan out there. You know, I couldn't believe nobody was calling, so I was fumbling around with my <laughs> cell phone and made it. So, yeah. well, there's always hope. Yeah, well, that's why I thought there might be opportunities tonight, because I heard several people were sick last night, so I figured our call volume might be a little low this weekend because people are sick. So, so see, there are hope for everybody to break in. There you go. Well, you guys take care. All right, Ray. You too. Thank you, Ray, and you too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye now. So, with that, everybody, so next weekend is Easter weekend. So, okay, I'm going to go to the sunrise service Sunday morning, so I'm probably, I'm not going to go to bed. So, that's the plans for next Saturday night. So, it'll be our traditional normal show, and who knows what all besides that. The following weekend... Patricia has the weekend off because I will be. No, she doesn't. She has the night off. I will be at uh, reps, April 21, 22, 23. And so, are are you counting your big appearance during the day as being, being, is working? Or how do you. Oh, sure. You You said I have the weekend free. So. It starts at noon on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be with Dave Kane with his Rhode Island gang. Mm-hmm. And um, he's allowed me to come out and play on his show a couple of times. We always had a good time. So I think we're going to have a good time. Well, Dave called me today, and he's giving he's give me a guess. Tom Greeson is going to be uh, – he's had interviewing Tom – was the comedian that opened up for Frank Sinatra for 14 years. Whoa! And has a one-man show. Years. Yeah. So I, uh, when I got realized who he was, yes, we want Tom on. So we're going to, so Dave's going to help put that together for us. And so okay. that will be fun. I have to send Dave an email and say, 
thank you for telling me that we were cruel to you because he tried for 20 minutes last week and couldn't get through. And now um, it's his get-through time, and I hope he calls. 714-545-2071. Where was Snoopy born? That's Patricia's question of the evening. Where and was where Snoopy was he? Born? Now, now do it right, Walden. Do it right. Where was Snoopy born? <laughs> That's right. Now do the answer correctly. Oh, I thought the audience was supposed to do that. Uh, I'm going to hear you first. The Daisy Hill Puppy Farm. Oh, right. You get a chocolate bar. You can take one out of my award box. No, I bought a bag of 100, so I'll take one of the one out of 100. Because you need, you need, need as much nourishment as possible. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why, not? Why not? Why not? All right, I have Paul's notes here. And <laughs> I didn't know what I was looking at because the first note that I read was the first one that came in. And it says sweatshirt. Okay. Do you have a clue? No. Well, I didn't either. Oh. <laughs> the next one says shoes. He was talking about himself oh. wearing a sweatshirt. Oh. Why did he switch to you <laughs> to shoes? <laughs> I wondered the same thing, Paul. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> You two, what are you talking about? <laughs> shoes, shoes. Shoes, shoes. So, Patricia's wearing shoes? I don't think so. Are you wearing shoes tonight, Patricia? Why would I do that? That's what I mean. You, you, you only have them in the house for decoration. Yeah. yeah. I can't tell okay. you. Um, maybe, maybe I could tell you. I think the pair of... Walking shoes. Uh, these are oh, Rockports. They're not Nikes, and they're not stuff. Um, and I've had them for at least five years. Mm-hmm. And I decided, I mean, nobody has shoes for five years. I almost know? did. I, I had to go buy new tennis shoes this week. I wore mine out. Yeah, that's what you said. Well, I haven't gotten to that point yet. I don't have to. And I figured out that you cannot wear out shoes until you wear shoes. I was amazed how much tennis shoes were costing now. Oh, oh, that's enough to make you want to get 10 years out of a pair. Uh, Maybe more. You had more than 10 years on your shoes? No, no. Uh, the money we just spent this week, we should at least give it 20, you know? Yeah. I agree. I agree. Those things are... $125. Oh, my gosh. Those those things are just outrageous. And it's not anything special. It's not a brand of shoe or nothing, you know? It's just yeah. tennis shoes. I went to the Reebok, um, Reeboks, yeah. I went to the Reebok store a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's an outlet store, meaning you will either get last year's stock or stock that didn't move, right. or you know, I mean, they're they're all a one, 
but they might not be necessarily the most popular, and I don't care. (laughs) It just puts me on my feet that feel good. And I was walking through the aisles. This is the outlet store, and I thought, $85, $100, (laughs) $78. I thought, my feet don't need to be that happy. (laughs) They just don't. So I'm still tattering around in my shoes. Oh, see, you're very stylish. No, I'm not stylish. I want my feet to feel good. So, so that so you telling me it's okay to buy more socks then, right? Why would I do that? Well, I like wearing socks without shoes. Oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah. You don't like to wear socks. You don't like to wear socks or whatever on your feet when you're barefoot. I, well, I have a confession to make. Yes. I'm wearing a pair of socks. No shoes, but socks. I am too. I have. I got. I have (laughs) shoe. I have. I have feet with socks with no shoes. Oh, all right. If you say so. That's what I have. You know. Oh, you are so fun. It's 66 here. That's cold. I think so. I think so. I'm being abused by Mother Nature. 714-545-2071. to quiet night here in Costa Mesa, California. Also in Florida. Yeah. We love phone calls. And if we don't get calls, we'll put on Fermagee and Molly, figuring that will wake everybody else up. So it's up to you. Yeah. Oh. And we will come back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll definitely we're do not, that. We're not, just, we're not just moving out on you. No. Are we? No. No. Okay. All right. In that case. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did our Snoopy already. <laughs> Why is it marked off? Well, because we did it, that's why. Would you like Winnie the Pooh? Sure. I don't see much sense in that, said Rabbit. No, said Pooh, humbly. There isn't. But there was going to be when I began it. It's just that something happened to it along the way. I lived that kind of a life. (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> I thought you had this subject. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we got, thank goodness, World Healthy Day is over here. <sighs> That's insulting. <laughs> um, and walk to work day? Ooh. Do you ever walk to work ever in your lifetime? Oh, my gosh, yes. That's all I ever did until I got grown up and got a real grown-up job, but no matter where I was, um, when I worked in, when I was in high school and in college, too, wherever I had a job, I walked. Well, now, I, I know you worked at the church. I know you, that was your first big one, so what, what and you helped out at your dad's real estate office, so, so with that mm-hmm. walking distance, and you went down yes. to your, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it was walking distance to me. I don't know about everybody. <laughs> I see here. Did a, did adorable ever have a newspaper route? No, <laughs> I didn't. That would have been a good job. I think too. you would have done that very well. 
Yeah, I think so. Let's see. Have, did Adorable ever work in the library? No, she hung out there whenever she could, <laughs> but no, she didn't work. You know, I never thought of that. Because the librarians, they were, they were big people. And I was a little people. <laughs> in my first library experience, I was a little people. Okay. So would the adorable ever thought about working in a bookstore? Yeah, that would have been great. That would have been great. I would have been fired as a librarian very soon. <laughs> they would sit me in the corner, and, or I would sit myself in the corner in the back room, and I would have a little review time, you know, and say, oh, I'm just reviewing this to let you know if it should be on the shelf. <laughs> I'm almost finished. <laughs> and then I'll make the coffee. <laughs> but no, no. I did a lot of stuff to get through school. Well, I, I know you did, I, do, I know you did your fair share of knick-knack kind of project, whatever you, you were, you you know, if there was a handyman, you were the handy woman that you did odds and ends to make sure stuff I got did done. everything. You are right. Yeah. I did everything. Let's see. I can't ever imagine you've been a car hop, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> no, I was never a car hop. And I was good on roller skates. Oh, see, you should have been a car hop. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's see. I didn't hurt very much when I was on skates. So I imagine you were never a chef or a cook? No. Did you ever wait on tables? No. Gee, you, you, did, you did have an interesting career path, didn't you? This, this is like John Daly's, um, <laughs> not, not What's My Line, no. it's, oh it's no, it wasn't. Um, like What's My Line. What's you, My Line? Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you, your career path is very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Finally, got me to an end. <laughs> Good grief! Good grief! I did. I did have two college. Actually, I went to three colleges before I said, "Okay, that's enough. Give me whatever I earned." Um, but oh gosh, there were there were three colleges, and they were in in the county across the bridge, mm -hmm. across the Hudson River. And um, so I didn't walk that. <laughs> I didn't. The bridge itself was three miles long. But anyhow. Did all three colleges have the same expertise, or did you sort of uh, pick and choose what you wanted to do? I kind of picked and chose what fit me at the moment. Uh -huh. One of them was nursing school. Right. One of them was straight business, right. and the third one was a university that polished all my skills, like 18th century literature, you know, that kind of stuff, right. <laughs> and a good psychology program, yeah. So when you, when you went out on the big, the big world with all yeah. your education? <laughs> with, with all my bits and pieces yeah. of education, yeah. yes. Did you feel ready to go, or did you feel you wish you had I was, some more? I oh, I I really wish I had more. Mm -hmm. um, I was exhausted by that time because <laughs> I was work. Yeah, I was working full time, and then I was going to school at night. So it was kind of difficult. So 
Yes, I quit at three universities, <laughs> two colleges and one university. Oh, so now you'll know all about me. Okay, now, adorable. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. After, after you put the cows to bed, yeah. and you were working full-time. Right. That we know you. No, I was working. I was working full time before I could put college to bed. Well, I figured going to college and working full time, you have been pretty busy. That's correct. So once you put college to bed. Yes. How long was it before you started seriously thinking about pursuing your love of writing? Was it a, a few years down the road? It was a few years yeah. down the road, yeah. yeah. Um, I would guess when I put college to bed, I don't know. It's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. I think I probably had 10 or 12 years in another profession before I said, okay, I'll give myself five years. <laughs> if I'm not making money as a writer in five years, you got to go back to what you were doing. And um, I I started making money right out of the shoot. So I was good. Were you surprised? No. Because I was one of the stupid ones who didn't know how stupid I was. <laughs> I just expected everyone would love what I did. <laughs> and, yeah. So yeah, I was making money the same month, I guess, that I swung over. That was good. It was good. Yeah, and you, I got you, to... Do you think it's harder now to make a living as a writer than it was when you first attempted it? Yes. Just because of the... Much harder now. Just because the opportunities have gotten smaller and smaller and smaller? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, um... I was accustomed to 1,500 word articles in in that range yeah. because that's what people were buying, <clears throat> and that was great. But they were all magazines, you know, the the hand type things where you take them home and you flip the pages. Sure. And sure. those kinds of things are online now, and they're just not available. I mean, some of them are, of course, but so much has gone to the internet that uh, it's discouraging because I really loved, I really loved that. But all good things must come to an end. No, they don't. We just got to retool you, that's all. <laughs> I'm, I'm being retooled, yes. <laughs> and I have my scanner that I have to hook up tomorrow. Aww. And my new printer, yeah, my new printer is in the manager's office. Why don't they deliver to the door? Um. Hmm. They didn't know. They didn't know where to find you. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> no, they don't play that kind of a game. Maybe they do. That's what they would claim, I guess. But anyway. So we've got a whole bunch of of Walden questions, and we, you you huh? want you want to start on some of those. Or should we want to break now for a radio show? What would you like to do? Why don't we break for a radio show? Okay. And then we can we can say 
see, where were you a couple of minutes ago? And they'll feel very guilty for not having called. Alrighty. So, Patricia and I will be back in 30 minutes or so. And we're gonna play. Okay. We're gonna play a further begin Molly. We're gonna pick up the third show of the 1948-49 season. So that's what we're gonna go look for. So, my dear, I'll talk to you in a bit. Okay. Hang in there, everybody. Jaws Professional Sounds Sports Pro Tab. Windows M, Desk F, FS Reader F, Whipper Mc Enter. Whipper Mc Radio Show. Logs Radio Enter. Radio 9 Page Down. 1953. Unloading jaws can't okay enter 1940. The Johnson's Wax Program with Silver McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Silver McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. You've probably used Johnson's Glow Coat, so you know what a glossy surface it can give your kitchen linoleum. That's why I think that now you're going to like this remarkable self-polishing floor wax even more. Because there's a new glow in Glow Coat. A glow that makes your linoleum brighter, far brighter than before. And you get that new glow without doing any polishing or rubbing yourself. Glow Coat shines itself. As it dries, it produces its own brilliant luster. As it dries, it does something else. Johnson's Glow Coat forms a protective coat over your linoleum that resists dirt and still things. When your linoleum does get a little spotted, it's easy to zip away dirt with a few strokes of a damp cloth. Yes, Glow Coat protects your linoleum, saves you work, as it always has. But in addition, Glow Coat has a new glow that makes your linoleum more lustrous, far brighter than before. So for brighter floors and prettier kitchens, use Johnson's self-polishing floor wax with the new glow, Glow Coat, G-L-O-C-O-A-T. Mr. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista misplaces something, all he has to do is ask his wife where it is. But when Mrs. McGee is looking for something, she's strictly on her own. Like right now, as we join Fibber McGee and Molly. All right, McGee, I give up. Where is it? Huh? Where's what? The little portable radio. You mean our little radio with the imitation red alligator plastic covering that the volume knob always comes off in your hand and you can't get anything on it except police calls, except when you're trying to get police calls? <laughs> that the one you mean? Well, considering it's the only portable radio we have, that was a very shrewd guess, dearie. Where did you put it? Put it right there on the hall table. When? Last May. <laughs> I think. 
Yeah, that's when it was, all right, last May. I remember because that was the day I started to take the garden hose downtown to get a new nozzle, and I forgot to unscrew it from the hydrant, and halfway down the block, it yanked me back on my, shall we say, hips. <laughs> so hard that a $2 bill in my wallet was changed into nickels. <laughs> then is when I remembered I'd left the portable radio on the hall table. <laughs> Oh, sweetheart, sometimes you're harder to nail down than a tar paper roof in a high wind. <laughs> Where's the radio now? Down at the repair shop. Freddy's radio and video studio. Battery was dead. And it's been there since last May? Love Boat, it ain't only been there since last May, but if that high binder that runs that joint don't put pick in pockets and go straight, it's going to stay there till Fred Allen sings, I can't give you anything but love, baby, on Stop the Music. <laughs> considered Freddy's radio and video studio very accommodating. Yeah? Yes. Why, well, I went in there once simply to buy a little package of phonograph needles, and the man was so pleasant I bought six reeds for an E-flat clarinet <laughs> and two Bobby Breen albums. Well. <laughs> what happened with you at the radio shop? <laughs> Nothing, except I won't be made a victim out of, that's all. I told that pirate to put in a new battery, and he did, and I says, how much? And he says, four bucks. <laughs> And I says, I've never paid more than three bucks. And he says, things are tough all over. And I says, how would you like a poke in the nostrils? And one word led to another, and I told him to keep the radio till he started running his business honest. Why didn't you simply have him put the old battery back in it and bring it home? I was on my way down to the Elks Club, and I didn't want to lug the radio all the way. <laughs> I was chairman of the PTA committee, and I was late for our meeting. The PTA committee of, uh, of the Elks? Yep. Parent Teachers Association? No, no, pool table activity. <laughs> I'm always chairman of that committee, because I'm the only guy in the lodge that can put a billiard ball in his mouth and say, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck woodchuck wood? That should qualify you for almost anything, including an intelligence test. <laughs> but uh, look, sweetheart. Hmm. I miss that little portable radio. For all I know, woman in white has turned gray. <laughs> and just plain Bill has had his face lifted. <laughs> if the man has had our portable radio since last May, maybe he's learned his lesson. Shall we go talk to him? Oh, why not? I'd hate anybody to think I was stubborn or opinionated. I'm simply the type guy that he won't sit still for being made a chump out of. That's simply the type guy I'm. Get your hat and let's go. Fine, I'll put my face on and we... Oh, dear. Come in. Well, I'll be an anthropoid's uncle. You know what that is. It's Latrivia. Hi, Latrivia. Good day, Your Honor. Good day, Molly. Hello, McGee. I was just going by. I thought I'd stop and pass the time of day. Oh. I have 147. <laughs> I have 152. Well, uh, my watch says 814, but it isn't running. <laughs> well, now that we've passed the time of day, Latrivia, how's everything else? Everything on an even keel at the City Hall? Oh, yes, yes, things are running very smoothly, thank you. Everyone has his... Everyone has his what, Mr. Mayor? I was about to say that everyone at the City Hall has his shoulder to the wheel, but I caught myself in time. <laughs> I can imagine what you two would do with that. <laughs> Spoil sport. Hey, will it make any difference to you politically in Latrib if the presidency goes Republican? <laughs> did you ever take a long ride on a bus? Yes, we did. Did they change drivers? Oh, several times. Did it make any difference in the ride? 
I don't know. I slept all the way. Well, there you are. Besides, my city organization is honest and well-managed. Well, you certainly have that reputation, Mr. Mayor. Since McGee found out he couldn't get a ticket fixed, he's hardly had the car out of the garage. Oh, my gosh, you'd think they'd be a little more lenient with war veterans. I'm a vet, you know, Latriv. G.I., World War I. The big war. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. My brother served in your outfit. Uh, maybe you remember him. Waldo Latrivia? Haven't I heard you speak of Waldo Latrivia, McGee? Mm, Waldo, I can't seem to recall him now. What's he doing now, Latrivia? Well, he's one of the first National Guard. Oh, the National Guard, a fine body of men. From Concord Bridge to the Battle of Manila. He must be proud to serve with them. Yes, but Waldo is... They tell me they're going to double the membership, too, Latrivia. They got about 320000 and they want about 684000 Yes, but Waldo is... I think the National Guard is a wonderful thing for a young man, Mr. Mayor. They train at home, earn extra money, build character, and become leaders of their community. Yes, but Waldo is... How's he like it, Chris? <laughs> is he happy with his setup? Yes, but Waldo is... Well, Waldo is what, Chris? <laughs> Said he's a National Guard. Yes, Waldo is. <laughs> a guard at the First National. <laughs> it's a bank. <laughs> Is that clear? You remember him now, McGee, the guard at the First National? Oh, yeah, but his face is always just a blur to me. Why is my brother's face just a blur? Well, I always get there just after they close, and he always stands there behind the door and shakes his head at me. <laughs> Someday I'm going to get there on time and see what he looks like. I think he'd love it, McGee, if you could make it on a Thursday. Why, Mr. Mayor? That's his day off. <laughs> you know, I sometimes wonder how a man who was so easily confused got so far in politics. Ah, don't be naive, Tootsie. Politicians only seem confused. Oh, yes? How far would they get if they come right out and said what they thought? Imagine a candidate on the back platform of a train at 6 a.m., half awake with his pants on over his pajamas, saying, look, you frog-faced inhabitants of this dirty little whistle stop. They tell me I need your votes. But if I had a better radio personality, you wouldn't catch me riding this cinder bucket through your sloppy community. <laughs> no, sir. For all the Indian headdresses west of Pocatello, they wouldn't find me. No, they ain't confused, Tootsie. We're confused. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Billy Mills the orchestra and the hair of gold.
You know, I'm awfully anxious to get our little portable radio back, McGee. Yeah, it'll be nice. Yeah. With cold weather coming, it'll be nice to have Gabriel Heater turned on again. Well, if this radio guy persists in asking four bucks for a three-dollar battery, we still won't get it back. And stay in that radio shop till it rocks. These prices are so high, Wimp, old man. Oh, hello there, Mr. Wimple. Hello, folks. <laughs> We'd walk along with you, Wimp, but we're only going to Freddy's radio and video studio. Where are you bound? Around the waist, little. Huh? These shorts <laughs> shrunk and they bind something terrible. Oh, you mean where am I going? Yes. Oh, <laughs> well, I thought while Sweetie Face was out on... Who, Wimp? Sweetie Face. That's my D-O-W. Oh, yeah. I thought while Sweetie Face was out on her motorcycle, I'd tippy-toe downtown and shop for her Christmas present. Oh, your wife rides a motorcycle, Mr. Wimple? Yes. She bought it from a second-hand motorcycle dealer two weeks ago. Indian? No, a smiling Irishman. <laughs> I used to drive the motorcycle while Sweetie Face rode behind with her arms around me, but we had to change places because we had so many accidents. Are you uh, reckless? No. <laughs> I'm ticklish. <laughs> what are you getting your wife for Christmas, Wimp? Decided yet? Oh, yes, I've seen it in a shop window. A beautiful little shake-tailed cocker. A what, Mr. Wimple? A shake-tailed cocker. You mean a cocktail shaker? No, this is a little spaniel puppy that keeps wagging his tail. A shake-tailed cocker. <laughs> I'm going down and get him right now. So long, folks. When I think how long we've been without our little portable radio, it just makes me sick, McGee. <laughs> My goodness, you could have designed five new ones in that time. I'll say I could. Matter of fact, I had a job doing industrial designing once in a canning factory, designing tin cans. McGee, you never told me you used to design tin cans. I never told you about the two-tone tune, tuna tin I designed for the Town Talk Tuna you Company. You never did. <laughs> <laughs> well, Snooky, I will. I was the top tin can designer for the Town Talk Tuna Company, and I turned out tuna tins by the ton. You did? I had a type of tin in two tones a ton, a tan that was the talk of the tuna trade, but one tan turned two tones too tawny, so I had to tone down the tawny tan and tone up the other tan, so the tuna tin I turned out was the finest two-tone tan tuna tin in town. <laughs> I used tons of tan and tens of tons of tin in turning out the toniest two-tone tan, tan tuna tin they ever tuned tuna tin in. Kept me pretty busy turning out tins, and between the tons of tan and the tons of tin, the tan on the tin, the tune in the tin, the two-tone tins with the tan uh, and the tuna tin. Oh, oh, hold it, McGee, hold it. Here comes Mr. Wilcox. Say hello for me, will you? I'm out of breath. All right. <laughs> hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Hello, Molly. <laughs> Hi, pal. Hey. What are you breathing so hard for, pal? You've been running. No, I, I was telling Molly about the time I was a two-tone ton-tan tuna tin tuna turner out for the town <laughs> talk tuna company. I take tons of tan and turn two tons of tin. You don't want to hear that again, do you, Molly? No, dearie. <laughs> Not even if you could say it again. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha,
Mr. Freddy's radio and video studio, Mr. Wilcox. <laughs> oh, I know Freddy. My cousin installed his plate glass windows when he built the place. Which cousin was that, Junior? That's the fat one, Big Bay Window Wilcox. <laughs> He's a uh, front man for the glass company. Uh, going to look at television sets, pal? Not yet, Mr. Wilcox. Not until they have smaller prices and bigger screens. And we won't buy it from Freddy anyhow, Junior. That guy's a burglar. You know what he tried to do to me? Charged me four bucks for a three-buck B battery. Freddy? Mm-hmm. Well, I've always found Freddy very pleasant to do business with. Fine salesman, too. You know, I went in there last week just to talk about glow coat, and he sold me six reeds for an E-flat clarinet and two Bobby Green albums. <laughs> Heavenly days. You know he sold me the same thing. Oh, well, it was worth it to me. I sold him a year's supply of the new glow coat with the new glow. Because being a progressive businessman and knowing the value of appearances, Freddie felt that the new glow coat with the new glow would give his shop a certain eye appeal. Eye appeal, Your Honor. Appeal overruled. Proceed with your case, Counselor. Thank you. As I say, the new glow and glow coat does so much to bring out the faded beauty. Worn linoleum and give it a hard, protective finish that's practically impervious to scuffs and scratches. The new glow coat is easy to apply, too. Just pour it around, spread it around in 20 minutes or less. It shines to a shinier finish than ever before. Look, because... look, uh, waxy. Yes, pal. Were you on your way somewhere? We don't want to detain you. Well, yes, as a matter of fact, I was just on my way to the police station. What? We haven't seen our minister for several days, and we're a little worried about him. Oh. That's too bad, Mr. Wilcox. To whom do you report a case like that? The Bureau of Missing Parsons. <laughs> That's uh, pretty corny, but it gets me out. So long, <laughs> Old missing Parsons. <laughs> you know something? He might come out of there with Luella. Well, <laughs> here's Freddie's radio and video studio, Kitty O. Let's go in. You go ahead, dearie. I want to stop at the bomb town a minute. I'll be with you in a minute. Well, take your time, kiddo. Freddie's a hard man to convince. Now, look here, Freddie. About that radio I left here last May. I. Hey, Freddie. Hi, Mister. <laughs> oh, hi, Stevie. <laughs> Where's Freddy? He's in the back room, mister. Oh? And he doesn't want to be disturbed. The doctor's examining him. The doctor? My gosh, you have an accident or something? <laughs> kind of one, I guess. Well, what happened? <laughs> well, he was playing a record for me, and I said, what record is that? And he uh-huh. said, I don't know. I forgot to look at the label. And he tried to read it while the record was spinning. <laughs> and he turned his head around so fast, he thinks maybe he broke his neck. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor's out there unwinding him now. Well, I hope he didn't break his neck, sis. I was looking forward to doing that myself. Hey, what are you doing out of school this afternoon, anyhow? Oh, well, Willie Toops and I got let out early today on account of we got a hundred in spelling, I betcha. Oh, you did, eh? Sure, we all... Hmm? I said you did, huh? Did what? Got let out early. Who? You and Willie Toops. Why? Because you got a hundred in spelling. I know it. <laughs> Willie got 60 and I got 40. <laughs> That's a hundred. Uh, no. No, sis. 50 and 50 is a... <laughs> well, you can do it with 60 and 40, I guess. What you doing down here, mister? What you doing? What I left, you? I left a radio down here with, for a new B battery. 
You know what a B battery is, sis. No. No? No, I didn't even know they used batteries. Huh? I just thought they just flew around. <laughs> well, you're on the right track, sis, because in this shop, a B battery is, going to, is something you get stung with. <laughs> you know what Freddie wanted to charge me for a battery? Four bucks, and everybody knows they're not worth... Oh, you got a gold, sis? Yes. I got to go home and get my goldfish down out of a tree. Your goldfish? How'd your goldfish get up in a tree? My cat ate them and jumped out the window. <laughs> the King's Men and Love Somebody. Love somebody, yes I do. Love somebody, yes I do. Love somebody, yes I do. I love somebody, but I won't say who. Love somebody, yes I do. Love somebody, yes I do. Love somebody, yes I do. I love somebody, but I won't say who. She's a dream and just so tall. Got her picture on my wall. Did you get the radio? No, I haven't seen Freddie yet. He hurt his neck, and he's in the back room with the doctor. Just like him to waste my time like this. Well, now, that's not a very sympathetic attitude to be hurt. Well, my gosh, if I didn't have to stand around here like this, I could be at home working on my... You'll be okay, Freddie. It's only a bad sprain. But after this, if you must read a label while the record's turning, climb up on the turntable and ride around with it. <laughs> McGee, it's Dr. Gamble. Yes, I recognize Hello, you. Doctor. Hi, Doc. Hello, Molly. Hello, Lard Bucket. If you're down here looking for a job with Freddie as a loudspeaker, you can go home. You're too loud, your tone is bad, and you've got no connections. Look, horse nurse. <laughs> Remind me to give you a joke book for Christmas. If you could get as thin as your material is getting... Now, now, boy, dear. Stop it. Was Freddie seriously hurt, doctor? No, he's just getting dressed. He'll be out in a minute. Is he well enough for me to give him a poke in the nose, doc? Is he small enough? They don't come too small for me. <laughs> if he don't... Now, wait a minute, Grumblebum. What have you got against Freddy? He's a nice guy, and he's a friend of mine. Oh, it's just a misunderstanding, Doctor. In a pig's clavicle, it's a misunderstanding. 
You know what that dirty pirate tried to do, Doc? Tried to stick me four bucks for a B battery for my radio after he'd already put it in. I stomped out and left the set set here. That was six months ago, and we just came back to see if the man is inclined to be more reasonable. Since McGee won't be. Not knowing anything about the case, my sympathy is automatically with Freddie. <laughs> for a guy who is no bargain himself, Buckle Watch, you're awfully fond of getting one. You hang on to a buck like a lovesick squaw. Oh, yeah, well, I'm just careful, forcep fingers. <laughs> when I spend my dough for something, I expect a fair price on it. Unless I can chisel it down, of course. He does like to get his money's worth, Doc. Yes, I know. Every time he comes to my office for a $2 call, he sits on a $7 test tube and plays darts with my new hypodermic. <laughs> Incidentally, old liver twiddler, <laughs> I notice that no matter how many people are waiting to see you, you always take me first. Isn't that nice? I sure appreciate that, too, Doc. Nothing like being a friend of the doctor. Friendship has nothing to do with it. I don't dare leave you in the reception room with other people. <laughs> By the time you get through telling them your horrible symptoms, it takes me the rest of the day to convince them they'll live through the night. <laughs> By the way... Yes, Doctor? I had a very interesting conversation with the pin boys at the bowling alley about you last night. Oh, about McGee, Doctor? Yes, they can't understand how a man who is so loose with his lips can be so tight with his tips. Hey, now, wait a minute, tissue stitcher. Now, I'll... that isn't quite fair, Doctor. When McGee won the Elks tournament last year, I saw him tip one of the pin boys $3. You betcha. With my own eyes, I saw him. Certainly, $3. The serial numbers were A, no, one, nine, seven, six, eight. 69 and 70. Yes. And he was the clumsiest pin boy in the place, too. Yes, Every time McGee rolled the ball, I saw that boy kick over three or four pins. Well, I, I would love to stay and hear more about how the boy throws his money away, Molly, but I must run along. I've got to stop at the hospital for a little cutting chore and then make some house calls. My, you must do some wonderful operations, Dr. Gamble. Yeah, what's this one going to be like, Doc? Pretty tricky? Oh, no, it's nothing, really. I merely take a special instrument with a sharp cutting edge and make a series of sweeping lateral strokes parallel and contiguous to each other and sterilize the entire area. <laughs> then I apply hot gauze packs to the skin, and if there's any unusual bleeding, I cauterize the wound. Nothing. My gosh, that sounds pretty complicated to me, Doc. What do you call an operation like that? Shaving. Come on. <laughs> I wish he'd let me shave him sometime. I'd take his whiskers off so deep. Oh, there you are, Freddy. I want to talk to you, Freddy. Hello, McGee. Hello, Ms. McGee. Look, Freddy, remember that portable radio that you put the B battery in last May and tried to stab me four bucks when a fair price was three? Yes, I remember that. I left the new battery in it and put it in the back room till you decided to pay up. Yeah. But I need the space, so if you still want it, you can have it for the three dollars. Well, now, what could be more fair than that, dearie? Well, what'd I tell you, Molly? Stand up for your principles and you'll win in the end. If you know you're right, keep fighting. Hand it here, Freddy. Here you are. Ah. The B battery's still in it. Okay, and here's your three bucks. Thanks. Ah. Turn it on, McGee. I want to hear how it sounds. I've really missed that little portable radio. Okay. If I'd have had this thing during the World Series, I'd have... Hey, Freddy, nothing happened. I thought you put in a new B battery. I did, but that was six months ago. They go dead if you don't use them, you know. My goodness, I never thought of that. Well, me neither. Get me a new battery, Fred. All right. How much? Five dollars. 
They've gone up. Well, that's fair enough. Put it in, Freddie. I'm no piker. Okay. Well, say, I just got a fresh batch of reeds for an E-flat clarinet. Huh? Yeah, they're pretty hard to get, so you better blow oh. the fire. Oh. Liver and Molly will be back in just a minute. Say, when this program is over, take a quick look at your kitchen linoleum. See if it has the new glow, the new brighter glow you now get with Johnson's Glow Coat. For there is a new glow in Johnson's self-polishing wax glow coat. A glow that's brighter, far brighter than before. Makes it a pleasure to look at your linoleum. It sparkles so brightly. And that glossier surface is as easy to get as ever. You just apply Johnson's Glow Coat to your linoleum, and your work is finished. Glow Coat does the rest. Produces its own brilliant luster as it dries. The luster that protects your linoleum, and a luster that's easy to clean. You can zip dirt off that glossy glow coat surface with a few strokes of a damp cloth. Why not order glow coat tomorrow? That's the Johnson self-polishing floor wax with the new glow. G-L-O-C-O-A-T. You'll see what the new glow means when you see a brighter gloss on your own linoleum in your own kitchen. Freddie's a swell guy when you get to know him, Molly. Yes, he's very nice. Quite a salesman, too. Yeah, sure, but I'm no sucker for a sales talk. Don't catch me. Don't catch him selling me a bunch of stuff I can't use, like he does some people. Good for you, dear. Yes, sir. You seen my old mandolin, Molly? These clarinet reeds will make swell mandolin picks. <laughs> I've been needing a mandolin pick for a long McGee. time. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, Racine, Wisconsin, and Frankfort, Canada, bring you Fiddle McGee and Molly each week at this time, and Fred Waring on Monday and Wednesday morning. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. WMAQ and WMAQ-FM, NBC in Chicago. Okay, let's head up here. Then we'll go get the switch. I do know. Thank you for the Pepper McGee and Molly show that we just heard. Bless our listeners. Bless this country, Lord. Help us do your will. Look after the needy, the poor, and the hungry. We ask this in Jesus' Christ's name. Amen. This is Saturday Night Show for April 8th, year 2017. Jaws Professional Patricia promotes app, Skype trade app, online app, Walton Hit app, search app, act, favorite. Ray from Jim Taylor, Patricia from FL Applications, Scott send, invite to enter, leaving menus, Patricia from unloading jaw, can't, okay, enter. Hello? Hello? How are we? We're fine. How are you? <laughs> fine. Got all my chores done. <laughs> Did like you, coffee? Did you have a snack? <laughs> or just coffee? No, I will wait because um I will wait. 
I'm supposed to wait. Okay. I don't want it, but, <laughs> but I have to. <laughs> I don't want it. We are live. So? At, we are live at seven one four five four five two zero seven one. You can give us a call and talk to the adorable one. I mean, it's an honor. You only get to chat with her one hour seven huh. days normally, but you know, this is our Saturday night routine. Been, <laughs> been like this for many, many. Been like this for many, 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 many years. And more, uh, and more many, 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 many years to come. Uh, how, how many has been? And then how many will come? Well, we got at least 85 more years to go. And let's see, we've done seven? I I'm think on the floor. <laughs> No, on the ones to come. Did you say 85? Yeah, I think at least 85 would be a good start. That's a good number to shoot for. Then we should negotiate after 85 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> is, is there anything else ludicrous that you can share? <laughs> and I'll try to do my best on this side. Well, all right? I don't think it's ludicrous. I'm just optimistic, that's all. <laughs> or or mean <laughs> no. 85 years no. I enjoy your I, I enjoy your company so I would I hope we have 85 more years to go well thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to figure out how to wheel each other around when we get to the 80 year mark yeah, that's true yeah that's true you know it would be care it, it would be fun. It would be okay. fun, you know. Do you promise? Of course I do. Lots of fun. We have to get to my magical forest. Uh, have you have you done magical forest shopping lately? Are, are they are there, no, uh, <laughs> have to find a you have to find a specialist architect. Oh, they don't they just don't roll out on assembly line, they they're not custom they're not pre Oh, no, no, no. no. This is no built. ordinary degree oh. from, a, from a, a university. No, 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 no. No, okay. I have to find a specialist. And as far as I'm concerned, mm -hmm. sir, it doesn't have to be an architect or a certified architect. It can be somebody who draws good pictures. Okay. Winnie the Pooh would say that. Okay, now, now, what's going to be in the uh, treehouse? Nothing. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked about that. I think we should have a library mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. lots of books, lots of paper, lots of pencils. Um, now, where do you want the library at? you want it at the front part of the treehouse or in the middle or in the back? doesn't matter as long as I can get to it. Okay. I'm not fussy. I just want a lot of stuff. So, 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 should I have your bedroom next door? To what? Oh, the library. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, my mom always thought it'd be fun to have a sitting room inside her bedroom. So, would you want the library inside your bedroom? So you, you know, you have your bedroom, then you step into your library. Mm. 
No. Okay. No. Maybe we could have a... <laughs> Alden and I have been going through this for years. <laughs> um, maybe we could have a little separate kind of a cottage that will have my library and my books okay. and my... What else could, should we have in there? Oh, maybe a little I think a little. I think a little kitchenette would be good for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. See, now, now for anyone who is coming in on the back end of this, mm -hmm. the rule mm -hmm. is we have a magical tree mm -hmm. within Domino's delivery area. Nobody knows where we are. And if anybody gets through, they won't remember where they have been in the magic treehouse. So I think that's fair. But dominoes we have to have. Okay. So unless you have. No, I think that's a good. That's a good start. Now, now, what kind of what kind of chairs are you gonna have in your white boy? You're gonna have lazy boy chairs. What what kind of chairs are we gonna? You know. I mean, lazy boy would be nice, but you know, recliners are okay. But. Hmm. I'll have to think about that. Do you, you want a little desk with the head with the little lamp on it, or you want you know one of those like my mom has those reading those reading blinders, that, those little reading lamps, you know that those really bright lights thing that you can just sit in your chair and bend it over. And uh huh. I have one of them, yeah. and it's so nice. So you can spy on so anybody with <laughs> it. Well, actually, they would spy on me because I've got the light. True. They could see me. I can't see them. True. Hmm. So would hmm. you like that kind of setup, or do you like a little, nice little lamp, desk lamps on your, on your reading desk? Oh, yes. I like I like both. I can have both. It's a magical treehouse. Okay. Are you going to even have a computer in the magical treehouse, or are you just going to disconnect yourself from well, we don't we don't have any power, I don't think. How would we pay our bill if nobody knows we're there? Well, so we're going to run the lights on, on solar energy. That's how we're going to do this. Oh, good grief. It's getting more and more challenging. No, no, no. It's magical. I just didn't know how you figured this out. Mm, neither do I. Okay, so you don't, you, as long as you got the stuff, you don't care how we get it. That'll work. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're having a good time at my expense. No, I think it's very practical. I do, too. Yes. <laughs> and I am teasing you. No, you're not. I do have something interesting, though. When do you do not have something interesting? Everything you tell Well, everything is interesting to me. Yes. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> but I think it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. About Desi Arnaz. Oh, okay. Desi yeah, Desi Arnaz was Ricky Ricardo on the television series I Love Lucy. Right. And it's interesting to know a little bit about his background. We know everything about Lucy. Well, not everything, but a lot more than about Ricky. So in 1917, Ricky came from a distinguished – oh, I'm sorry. He, he, he was born in Santiago, Cuba right. in 1917. Mm -hmm. He came from a distinguished family. His father was Santiago's youngest mayor and also served in the Cuban 
House of Representatives. The Queen of Spain had appointed his great-grandfather the mayor of Santiago. So he got his from the Queen. Um, before that, she had given his great-great-grandfather, Don Manuel, who, who, Manuel um, I don't know who that is, his great-great-grandfather, Don Juan Manuel, and his wife, Ventura, large parts of Southern California. Ventura Boulevard has Arnez Drive. Oh. And it was named. Yeah, it was named in his grandparents' memory. His maternal grandfather was one of the founders of the Bacardi Rum Company, and his parents, his his parental, that means his father's grandfather, was the doctor assigned to Teddy Roosevelt's Rough Riders after their ride up San Juan Hill. Mm. Now, i got to tell you, I was bowled over when I read that. I never knew that by family tree. I just knew about his private life. Yeah, I thought he was a Cuban uh, bongo player and had a band when he came over here, and that was about it. And I started reading this, and I thought, wow, we're here royalty, we've got mayor, we've got, I mean, it is just incredible. Do you know in, in Ventura, I'm well, the first, and his wife, Ventura, hmm gave them lots of stuff. Do, do you know where Ventura Boulevard is? Uh, I've been I've been on it and around it, so it's in L.A., but I, I, besides that, I can tell you more than, more okay. than that. Well, if we get a caller who isn't ill, and I'm so sorry everybody out there is ill, yeah. um, maybe they're not, maybe they're just ignoring us because they couldn't get through. <laughs> Oh, Walden, what they wouldn't do that to no, us, would they? No, they're, they're listening to us. They're saying, this is the night we're going to see how interesting Walden and Patricia can keep us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the next time someone goes to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. travels down Ventura Boulevard and Arnez Drive are named in their memory. I so Ventura, his, grand- mm-hmm. yeah, his grandmother's name was Ventura. Mm-hmm. And so that's Ventura Boulevard, and Arnez Drive was the grandfather. Mm. How about that? Amazing. That's just, you know, the Bacardi rum? That's that's honorable stuff. <laughs> um, the doctor assigned to Teddy Roosevelt's Rough Riders. Gee whiz. How come we didn't know any of this? I never knew that. I just sort of knew he was sort of, I always heard when he passed away that he sort of lived on the streets and sort of ran around, you know, in Cuba. Yeah, everybody, everybody commented on that. Nobody commented on the wonderful background he had. Wow, that's amazing. Hmm. He was no dummy, you know, he was a very smart man. He wasn't. He wasn't, and but you know, to have all of this in his background, you'd think somebody would have mentioned the Queen of Spain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, give me a break. But that is it. So that was my extra. You know. Oh, very good. Very good. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Has anybody called yet? Because if not, I'll give you your questions. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. We're going to start our questions, but you can call. 
this is your opportunity to talk to the adorable one. I mean, it, it's an honor. It's an honor and it's pleasure. Me. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> We're opening our own television show next week. What <laughs> what kind of reality show are we going to do? Oh, I don't. I can't imagine us having a reality show. We, I can see us having. A nice, I can see us having a nice long talk show. You know, there's Patricia on the Johnny Carson couch talking to her guest for for you know <laughs> ninety minutes or so. I can see that happening. I'm just Gene Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Who? Okay, we're gonna open up a talk show on TV, and we have a <laughs> we have an unlimited budget, and we can get anybody Patricia wants to talk to next week on her first show. Yeah. And we got you got ninety minutes. So who's okay. your who's your guest choice for next week? Um, David, what's his name? <laughs> A really nice guy that I want to have. Uh, help me. Not David. Well, anyway, um, the one we tried to get, or you tried to call in, and he said no. <laughs> <coughs> but, yeah, well, you know, and, and the justices on the Supreme Court, they refused oh, to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the, yeah. we we like to have the Supreme Court justice on the show. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, but they won't come. And with the, with the mess up, not the mess up, the stir up mm-hmm. in the Supreme Court these days, I think they probably really would say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and added to it would be a don't call me again. <laughs> <laughs> They've got all they can handle right now. Um, but nobody's going to uh, turn you down, Patricia. You you got an unlimited oh, really? you got an unlimited guest list and everybody's gonna say yes. Wow. I was gonna say Jay Leno. Okay. He 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 would come on. Of course. Jimmy Fallon is really funny. Yeah. So if we can't get, I mean, we can't make people show up. Oh, they they, they they know about your wonderful interview skills, so they're showing up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then maybe we could do them two by two. It's maybe, always maybe, such fun. Maybe you just want to have just one person, or just two persons for your first show? So would you um, like to have Jay Leno and Jimmy Fallon on your first show? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because they did really well together. They had, every once in a while I bump into clips, and once in a while the entire show, but rarely. It's uh, just clips. Funny, funny clips that some of the newspapers make available to people who want to listen and and watch the show. And he had Jay Leno on, of course, in a ruse. Oh, gee, oh, gee, I I hurt my leg. I hurt my leg. We have to get somebody to replace me for a couple of minutes. And on walks Jay Leno. So the two of them have worked together, and they go together very well, and they play off each other. So if I could have two at a time... Occasionally, those are the two I would pick. I think you would have a good giggling laugh, giggling time myself. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Those yeah. guys are wild. Um, gee, I can't have John Daner. All the ones I want are dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. This is not good. Oh well. 
Okay, I'll would, think about would, that. Would, 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 would you have a mix of a talk show? Would you, maybe one day you'd be very serious, another day very light? <laughs> you know, would you be, I think you have a bit of a variety. We just would never tune, when we tune in to hear Patricia's TV show, we just really know what you're going to get that day. That sounds good because it's the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The truth always sounds good. Well, not always, but you'll know it's the truth if somebody says something really terrible. Um, let me think. You know what? Could we do an every man on the street type thing? Yep, we can. Yeah, and pick people who don't say bad words. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of them are, <laughs> they're, they're pretty earthy, <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Yes, yes. You you reiterate the standard bar of the American culture. <laughs> when I become the standard, <laughs> everybody else is in trouble. I said that to someone one time. Mm -hmm. When kids get um, a grade that they didn't earn, mm -hmm. let's say they would have earned a D, but that was the high bar because everybody else got an F. So you move the D up to the middle, and you say, okay, he got a B. Well, isn't that wonderful? And everybody behind him got either a C or a D. Nobody failed. So now we've got this B up here establishing the new bar. So mediocre and terrible become really okay. And then we cruise along a little bit, and we get to another lump, and everybody is looking for a new high bar. <laughs> so, you know, that's when awful becomes mediocre and when mediocre becomes normal and normal keeps, and it just keeps going until we find people in front of us who forgot how to read. Wow. You know, that, that kind of stuff. That would be a problem, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would for me. Bad stuff, bad stuff. Are you there? I am. Okay. I'm scratching, I am scratching my back. <laughs> you had to lean away from the mic to do that? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, you know when you got to scratch in the back and you got to figure how you're going to scratch it? That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't have a back scratcher handy. You want to you want to do that, right? Yeah, I'm gonna scratch my back while we're doing this show. Let's see here. Do this. <laughs> okay. Do this. I think I think that's very good. Oh, I think scratching. Oh, well, I think scratching the back so important. <laughs> well, they feel good for most people. I I don't like them. You don't like to scratch your own back? No, I, I I'll do it myself if I have an itch, but to have somebody else scratch my back. No, it it gives me shivers and makes me creepy. Because they don't have the right magical touch. Is that what it is? <laughs> no. And in some instances, it actually hurts when people do it. Because I think, I people, do. I think people have to realize they need to be very gentle with you. <laughs> Just stay away from my back. <laughs> Okay, we are going to get to your questions because nobody's going to call. How dare they? But, okay. Should we touch the phone? What would you like first? Let's touch the phone. 
calling himself. <laughs> He's on the phone. <laughs> so I'll turn the microphone off. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Walden. I'm so glad you could make it. We've had a kind of a dearth of calls tonight. This is very true. I, I'm very pleased to call in our own show. <laughs> You're the only one who can do it. <laughs> I suppose I could use my cell phone. But anyway, okay, which question would you like? We have... I'm a, am am I considered a first-time caller? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I'm going to hang well, up on myself, and I'll go back on the microphone, and that way I can have a conversation with you. <laughs> People are going to take pity on us, and everybody's going to call next week. Yes? Right. They better. And we're back. That was what, that's deciding radio, isn't it? Isn't it? I get to call my own show. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, I've got a bunch of questions for you tonight. Well, we're going to start off with my baseball question. Whoa, way down at the bottom of the list. Oh, Hold yeah. on. Okay, baseball, 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 baseball. Um, all right, there was a baseball announcer, and I don't even know who he was, but he said this about a particular ball player, and I want you to name the ball player. Mm-hmm. This guy started off with, there's a deep fly ball, goes back, back, his head hits the wall, and it rolls off. <laughs> and it's rolling all the way back to second base. This is a terrible thing for the Padres. Um, he forgot to say <laughs> the ball is rolling back. But his head hits the wall, and it rolls off. I, was, I thought that was good. So who was the player, obviously, a Padres player? Oh, I know Ooh. the announcer. You do? Oh, yeah. Who's the, who's the announcer? It's the legendary Jerry Coleman that said that. Did, Jerry, did he normally come up with these off-the-wall things? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He was the second... Oh, so encouraging. He was the second baseman for the New York Yankees on the Wild okay. Oak teams in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And he was a, uh, a World War II Marine fighter in the air in the Marine Corps, so he flew. And uh, he was a, you know, so, but he always had these interesting mouth props or the interesting twist of words when he was broadcasting. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, yeah. So, who did this one belong to? Who was he talking mm. about? Was it Ben Cook for Vakwa? No. That would have been a fun name to yeah. bounce around. Dave Winfield? Yes. All right. Very excellent. Very excellent. You know My what, goodness. Well, you know what Dave Winfield's known for? A couple of things. Um, Dave Winfield wound up being a baseball Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And he never spent a day in the minor leagues. Wow. He was drafted in, he was from University of Minnesota. He was drafted in four sports. He was drafted in basketball, baseball, football, and hockey. And he decided to go for baseball. And he went straight from college to the major leagues and never spent a day in the minors. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. I'm, 
Help me if I'm right on Maybe this. just three sports. Maybe just three sports. Maybe he didn't play hockey. Maybe it was just, but for sure, it was baseball, football, and and basketball. He was drafted in all three sports. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead, my dear. Uh, all right. What I have read so far, Aiden mm-hmm. Winfield had a great sense of humor. Is that correct? I'm not surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I would not be surprised. Would not be surprised. He was not a prickly pear. He was easy to get along with. Yeah. Okay. Big tall right. guy, six foot six. Big 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 man. Ooh, ooh! I didn't think so. Oh yeah. Ooh. My goodness, I just love this. His head hits the wall and it rolls <laughs> off. <laughs> ooh. Okay. What's next? My brain teaser. Your brain teaser. Hold on. We go from one end of the list to the other. 714-545-2071. If I to talk to you, the adorable one. That's a beg. And We're begging. And, and, <laughs> and, and you know, we'll, we <laughs> might get another film and Molly question in before the night is over the way we're going. But that's okay. We haven't that's all right. We haven't done a double dipper in a while. D- until last no, week. No, we haven't. We haven't. Okay, your brain teaser. This is a little poem. (laughs) Railroad crossing, look out for the cars. Can you spell that without any R's? Read that again. Railroad crossing, look out for the cars. Can you spell that without any R's? Your cue to say, what? I'm, I'm thinking where what word to spell. Read it one more time. Okay. Railroad crossing, look out for the cars. Can you spell that without any R's? Yes, I can. Do it. T H A T. Oh my gosh, you are getting so hot. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to go real, to the real the ancient hard ones that. People can't do, and you're getting to do them. Yeah, we can do that. You have trained me well, my dear. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, what's next? My presidential question. Your presidential question. Now we're in the middle of the list. Okay, your presidential question. Which president accepted the nomination for House of Representatives but would not campaign for himself, <coughs> explaining, quote, an officer fit for duty who, at this crisis, would abandon his post to electioneer, meaning campaign for himself, he ought to be scrapped. Whoops, let me do that again. I can't even read tonight. <laughs> Honestly, all I'm drinking is coffee. An officer fit for duty who, at this crisis, would abandon his post to electioneer ought to be scalped. And that's why he refused to go around touting himself. Hmm. James A. Polk. 
Oh, but that's interesting. I'll have to dig up something about James. <laughs> he didn't do very much, did he? No, he was in Speaker of the House. So I thought maybe that's why he didn't want to run. You know, because he was busy running the country through being the Speaker mm -hmm. of the House. Well, he figured somebody had to get elected. About John Quincy, John Quincy Adams, which also ran for Congress after his days as president. Nope. Ah, Richard Nixon. <laughs> Could you hear? Really? Who at this crisis would abandon his post to electioneer ought to be scalped? Nixon never lost an opportunity to electioneer, and he didn't care what was going on. That, oops, that was really an opinion. I'm sorry, folks. It's an opinion that Patricia believes in, so, th so there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, she would give it. I see here. Um... I don't know, my dear. You got me. Rutherford B. Rutherford B. Hayes. He was. Now you explain this to me. He was still in the human in the Union Army. Did he ever switch sides? He never switched sides. Well, this is when this was the Great Compromise, where yeah. where he ran third in elections for the White House, mm -hmm. and they brokered the deal that him uh -huh. let him become president, along they pulled the troops out of the South. I remember now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so interpret this line, or did they just stick the word still in for color? He was still in the Union Army. Well, maybe he was, as, as a, like a reserve officer or something. Hmm. I don't know, it's a weird sentence, but yes, Brotherford B. Hayes. Ah, interesting. I would never get that. Neither would I. <laughs> you're you're the expert I look to. How would I know that one? <laughs> well, okay. you're, you're the, you, you went to three colleges. You're smarter than I am. No, I'm not smarter. I'm just diverse. Uh, I think you're smarter Please, than I am. Please, one more at the university. Hmm? I, aren't you smarter than I think you're smarter than I am? Oh, no, 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 no. Mm -mm. I think differently. And you do, and you think differently than I do, so that just means we're diverse. We're companionable. That's true. Yes. What I don't have, you've got lots of. And what but I don't, you don't have, Mace. <laughs> <laughs> oh gee, oh that, gee. That okay, what? That makes us a really good team together because we cover each other's weaknesses very well. I think so. You you are the right of the family. I'm I'm just the, <laughs> you know, I'm just the guy who just thinks him up. And or, <laughs> or, or 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 maybe I'm the guy who just delegates, and you're the writer of the family. What do you think? Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking here and saying, would somebody please call us and get this out of this mess? <laughs> What's your next one? My presidential quote. Your presidential quote, you can fool some of the people 
all of the time, and those are the ones you want to concentrate on. Oh, that's a rough hand turn. I thought it was a famous line that you were giving, and I was going to say Abraham Lincoln. Let's still go with Abraham yeah, Lincoln. I'd, oh, yeah. I gotcha, yeah. Okay, you can fool some of the people all of the time, and those are the ones you have to coerce or concentrate on. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. No. I'm pretty sure it's not Rich, it's, I'm pretty sure it's not Richard Nixon. No. It's not. Gerald Ford. No. All right, you got me. George W. Bush. Good old, a load of Good old George. Good old George. Yeah. Once in a while, he came up with some fun stuff. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. What's next? My first lady, whatever. <laughs> Come here, first lady, whatever. <laughs> okay. I've got a first lady question or a quote. Whatever. Um, <laughs> this is a quote. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Oh, I got it. That sure sounds like Eleanor Roosevelt to me. Yes, she had such. She had such. Yes, so you did that. See, you you done good. Well, we're not finished yet. Well, my colonial question. Um, let's see. Colonial. I have to shift positions again. Here we go. Where are we? Uh, colonial question. Okay. When slaves were brought to the North American colonies from the West Indies, there was a very cruel um, set of, of codes came along with them, and they were not very kind. I have no idea what that would be. It's like an injunction servant, but not, probably not. No, it must have been brutal. Um, it was called the Barbados Slave Codes. I don't know what was in them, but... I, I never knew them. Was, yeah. I never did either, but... Um, Apparently they came from, well, we already said they um, came from the West Indies, but they must have gotten to the West Indies via Africa. That's just a thought on my part. I really should have gone out and looked for, okay. for more. But it must have been brutal because the term they used in this history reference said it would haunt the African slaves for years. Bad stuff. Bad stuff. Okay, what's next? What are we down to? We've got um, your stump Walden, mm -hmm. and we've got and your first lady question. Okay, oh, we just did that. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and your geography question. We know how good I'm in geography. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where is the Hudson River located? What state? It's in Canada. No. 
Senate is not a state. You could make it one, though. You're pretty magical over there. Henry Hudson discovered it. He went through a couple of bays along the way, yeah, and then my, he got... My guess would be New York. It is correct. Very good. And they set him off. They, they dumped him off the, the ship and put him in a boat with a couple of others and kicked him off into the bay and never saw him again. Nobody ever saw him again. He must not have been very popular. I would think not. No, you you don't <laughs> you don't set your captain off in a dinghy <laughs> and expect him to survive. There were eight people in that thing. It must have been the size of a postage stamp, and they made it to death. <sighs> okay, so you got your Hudson River. That was very good. Canada. Oh. Oh, Walter. Well, oh, Walter. I guess trying to see if you, you were awake. Right. Mm. I really didn't mean it. <laughs> okay, now we've got your stump walling question. Alrighty. Are you ready? I'm ready. Box 13 was a joint venture between two people. Who were they? Alan Lad. Right. And let me think of the uh, the announcer Carson. Um, am I right on the uh, something Carson? No. You're not too far off. Uh, well, how about his wife Sue? <sighs> no. I never heard this name before. Well, I'll, I'll give in. Bernie Joslin. Oh, never knew that did one. You, yeah, never, I never did either. Bernie Joslin. I went back and I read it again. I said, by golly, it's Bernie Joslin. I got that from John Dunning. So I'm trusting him. Yeah, How come we never heard from this about this guy? I don't know. I knew I I knew that he was in business with somebody else, but I never knew who the somebody else was. Huh. Do you remember the name of the production company? No. Do you? Yep. It's a Mayflower production. <gasps> I forgot. Oh, silly me. And they announced it on every show. I was listening for the garbage. <laughs> You know, and it really wasn't bad. I have to take a look. I'm sure it was box 13. In the beginning, uh, it was because he was talking to himself. The very beginning shows, there's one in there that just makes me shiver. <laughs> it's so bad. But, I, think, um, I, think, I think some of those could belong in your awful shows collection, to be honest with you. Yes, the because, early ones. Yeah, because I think the Damon Runyon Theater was a much finer overall production out of Mayflower than Box 13 was. Oh, my gosh. Indeed. Box 13, just, I don't think it had a decent premise. The acting was okay, um, but they had to have something to act to. They had to have decent scripts. 
guy showing up at his former newspaper and saying, hi, Susie, have you got anything for me? And that's the excitement of the show. So I think no. it might belong as a potential candidate for your awful show stuff. I, you know, I listened to a couple of those shows. I'm trying to find the one I heard played on, I think it was Shoutcast, and nobody or very few people give you the title. That's not true. On the all-time radio, they're pretty good. So it was an all-time radio category for uh, Shoutcast. And I didn't hear it. Now I went back and I listened to maybe the first four, because clearly it was a very early show. I couldn't find it. I'll try harder next time. Well, you only got 48 more shows for us, didn't you? How many were there? 52. That's intimidating. <laughs> That's really intimidating. Just, just think you four down and 48 to go. Mm, it never was my favorite show. It never even made the, I would say, the top ten. Maybe I'll give them the ten, ten spot. And um, <laughs> maybe something in there will redeem him. It wasn't a bad show as it went along, but the first couple of ones were puppies. They were. So now, what you want to do, I've got other answers for <laughs> your list of questions for next week, but you can have some of them for this week if you want. Um, or... The phone. The phone. Can you believe it? Somebody called us. Hello there. You're on the air. I tried to call. And, uh, Thank you, Ron. Oh, Ron in Hawaii. Oh, God bless you. How are you? See if I was calling man. I get in and I heard it say, well, somebody called, so. <laughs> so you did? Successful. Well, you know, it's just one of those nights where Patri everybody was scared when Patricia set these new rules. We're going to have short calls, and everybody was scared, so there's nobody called. I, I think that's a good rule, though. Good rule. Well, but I, I guess definitely give people opportunities, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, Patri and Patricia likes to be Patricia likes to be fair. That's that's her rule. I want on my tombstone. She was fair. You know, you want to be the fair. Really? Yeah. So, I want to know, are you? Uh, what? what was that, Ron? Say it again. No, I said you gotta be fair. We try. Yes, yes, have have to be fair. But you you took us out of our misery, and that's <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> it is so good to hear from you. What have you been doing? I've been um, trying to um, play the piano okay. and Great. to speak. Well, that part you're doing extremely well. Oh, I am going to get me a puzzle thing where you, you talk to it and we respond. But if you don't speak clearly, uh -huh. then it won't respond. Huh. I got to see how well I'm doing. I didn't know there was 
such a thing. I, I, I never knew they ha in created something like that. That was a toy. Well, it's a toy. It's a... And so how, uh, how, how often you touch the piano? Are you touching it a little bit every day or once a week? I try to touch it at least once a day. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And one day I'll be good at it. Whether it's <laughs> here or, <laughs> or there, where. Yeah. yeah. When, when you, I mean, you're, you are learning to relearn the piano. This was something that was very yeah. special for you. And you were a professional. And we all want you to get back to that level again. How do you start relearning something that was so familiar to you? Huh? My head, <laughs> my brain usually tells me what to do. Would you take piano lessons again or something like that? Or, or no, 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 no. You're not going to do that? Okay. Mm, you've got everything in your head. Huh? You need your fingers to. I said you've got everything um, in your head. Now you need your fingers to cooperate. Yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. I, I got my fingers cooperating with my brain. But How did you... Go ahead. But my brain doesn't stop. Some of my fingers are to do, so... Are, are you stronger with your right hand or your left hand, or are they about the same? Left hand is stronger. Okay. Left hand is. Left. Interesting. And, uh -huh. and you are a right-handed person? Yeah. Yeah. That makes it twice as hard. All right, what did you play today? What what were you playing around with on the piano today? Today, I didn't. Today, I somehow didn't get to go to the piano. I don't know. Today... I don't, somehow, I just didn't feel like it. And I wanted to listen to you guys, so I got ready in my, my, um... So has it been, has it been a challenge learning, using your left hand more than you used to, or... What? Has it been a bigger challenge using your left hand? Because now that's your stronger hand, are you are you using that to brush your teeth and different things, or, or you know, I mean, is that is that retraining your body? It's it's an interesting challenge. Uh, it's an interesting challenge. I bet it is. Why is it not talking about not talking about me? Let's talk about you guys. <laughs> My kitchen is now my control tower, and I was making coffee the day before yesterday, and I said, gosh darn it, we need to call Ron. And look what you did. You made magic. Yeah, I, I just uh, heard that you guys were dying for our call. I know. We were just dead tonight so far, you know? <laughs> Nobody loved us tonight. <laughs> Thank you for loving us. Yeah. 
Wait a minute, I'm going to hang up now, everybody. Um, well, we're going to miss you, but thank gosh, you for I'm calling. happy to hear from you. Yeah, I'm going to miss you guys, but it's good that I can call once in a while. That's true. Oh, that's great. That's, oh, it's, I'm just so happy to hear from you tonight. Say goodbye. Bye. Aloha. If you haven't told, we love all our family. That's pretty special, you know? Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. And Ron has been with us mm -hmm. since Walden and I have been with each other. Yeah. That's been a while. Yeah. I mean, really, the first show mm -hmm. you invited me on to, and that ran into forever, the first show, he was my first caller. So you, you think we're going to stick? You think we're going to be able to stick? Patricia, we've been together, you know, over seven years. You think we're going to last? I think so. Okay. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Wait, nobody got the seven-year itch. <laughs> I, think, I think we're okay. We uh, are okay. All so right. What's so our, what, what is our secret of being together? We like each other. That's we have true. fun together. That's true. That's and people say, I can tell you two get along really well. That's true. So, there's no magic. It's just us. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I thought it was a very co my compliment. I heard somebody say when when I tell when when you two might disagree with each other. You're still you're both of you are so very nice to each other. Yeah, we're nice. Yes, we're nice people. And, I, and, and what do I say to you? Now, Walden. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> How did you get that so quickly? <laughs> You've heard it, huh? <laughs> oh, but you say, you say it in so many different ways. I'm never quite sure how to take it. You know, you have yes. so, so now many. Now Walden. <laughs> now Walden. And they all mean something different, yeah, don't do. they? They do. Walden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can do that. We can do that. Okay, what else would you like? Oh, I've got I've got some really funny stuff. Let me see what's in my my little cow. Oh no, that's the wrong one. We want mm, no, that's not the day we want. I've got some really good shows. Um All right, whatever. Um Yeah. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. I'm back. This is, this is, you're back? <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I didn't know you left. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I did not know you left. All right, let me see. Um, let's see. Useless but fun. 714-545-2071. If you'd like to help the train, the train wreck, you're welcome to jump on board. <laughs> first responder <laughs> and pull out the survivors. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I will ask you this, and then I will give you the answer. The sound of a tiger's roar can travel a distance of up to... 18,2048 miles and two cents. We're already in trouble, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> she was... 
All right, wait a minute. Let's see. Now Walden. Oh, ten miles. Two miles. Two. Which is quite a distance to hear a critter's voice. Yeah, well, a but a tiger's voice. Yeah, but yeah, but what? If it's a big tiger, I think I should be able to hear it ten miles away. Really? Well, don't you think? Well, I only know one tiger. Well, could it when the tiger that you knew, if it roared, do you think you could have heard it? Hmm. Well, he was so happy to see me. <laughs> his name was Caleb. That was his name, Caleb. Well, you think K would have been a, a big roar or a small roar? I think big. But I never heard him roar. He was really happy to see me. I scratched his whiskers, you know, because it, it was a big chain fence, chain link fence, a big chain link fence, very big and thick. So Caleb could not go out and visit the other critters. But, um, yeah, I bet he would give out a, a huge roar. He was a Siberian tiger, so he was big, really big. But he liked me. Have you ever thought about you, you, the, 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 the Patricia I know and love today? Yeah. What did she think about the Patricia back in them days that were, ran around with tigers and lions and those She things? was nuts, but she had fun. <laughs> she did have a good time. I know she had a great time, but... But is it a different personality, Patricia, back in them days, or is it still the same Patricia? We oh, see I different? think so. Yeah, we've talked about that yeah, at times. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I do think so. I'm mellow. You're mellow. I didn't used to be mellow. Everything was a 10. No yeah. matter what happened, it was a 10. Flowers died, it was a 10. <laughs> The car crashed. It was a 10. I dropped an egg on the floor. It was a 10. <laughs> Just everything was a 10. Well, I sure weigh them differently now. So I've assigned what I think are proper numbers to some of these Okay, so that's, that I have a question about that. Uh-oh. Yeah. You think you were a perfectionist? That's why everything was yes. a 10? Yes. Uh-huh. Ask me if I'm one now. Are you a professionist now? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, in some things, yes, but not many. Like, what are you a professionist in now? And you, <laughs> and Getting in and have a shower. That I would like to get perfect. <laughs> Without killing myself. Yeah. I, I think that's a good one to work on. Sure. Everybody needs a little goals in life, and that should be your goal for the next year. Making sure you don't kill yourself coming out of the shower. I think that's <laughs> Making sure I don't <laughs> kill myself. Oh, gee whiz. Oh, gee whiz. Okay. Yeah, that's that's it. What's what's your goal for perfectionism, or have you ever been a perfectionist? Oh, yeah. I think you yeah, have. Yeah, I think. I think you I, have. Oh been. yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I think it's interesting. I have much higher standard for myself than I do for other people. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm harder on myself. I think I've gotten better about that. Um, because you know, it's like it's almost like it's almost like being in a in a possible situation when you're a professionist. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, I agree. Well, I I have one of these weird questions for you. Okay. I'll just give you a statement and then I'll ask a uh, question. Sure. According to my list of stuff, useless but fun, you are more likely to be attacked by a cow than by a shark. What do you think? Well, if I'm if I'm on the farm, I think that's true. If I'm in the ocean, I don't think that's true. That's not true. And I think an awful lot more people go into the water than to stroll in a cow pasture. So I think that's a stupid comparison. I'd rather, I rather, yeah. I, I rather worry about a cow than I would a shark, let's put it that way. You would, I would rather do that, yes. Um, <laughs> than a cow than a shark. How many people do you know who go out and play in a pasture with a bunch of cows? Uh, Today? I don't think I know anybody today. Uh, I mean, I had family members that worked on a farm and things like that Mm -hmm. as a kid. But nothing today. Nothing today. Mm -hmm. Which automatically reduces your opportunities for being trashed by a cow. Opportunities never end for being nibbled by a shark. Yeah, a little bite here, a little bite there, and before you know it, you had a big old bite. That's right, but you have many more opportunities to be attacked by a shark than by a cow. <laughs> you know, once in a while, a cow really does go crazy, but okay. Do you think anybody's going to call? Because I have a whole bunch more of this silly stuff. No, I think, I think it's just going to be up to us, and we'll play another Fair McGee and Molly show once they are just ready to play another Fair McGee and Molly show. So I, I, think it's gonna be, I think it's just one of these quiet nights. Everybody hunkered down. They're all sick. I can tell me I would call, but I'm just sick. Everybody's sick this week, you know, with the virus. I, so uh, maybe maybe we are the chicken soup for them. I think we are. Uh, we're, we're the comfort. We're, we're the comfort food. For we are the comfort food. Yeah. Yes, yeah. chicken soup works very well. Okay, another one. In 1999, Furbies. Do you remember Furbies? Furbies were little furry animals with, I don't know what they had inside. It had to be a form of recording. And it, it was recording. It, it, it would listen to you and then answer you. Okay. Yeah. And so they, they absorbed all of this information. And it, it was kind of because they do it all night long. You couldn't shut these things off. Terrible. People were putting them in the closet. They couldn't sleep. <laughs> it was terrible. But they were cute little critters. They, I don't know, maybe mice or something like that. So Furbies were banned from the national security agencies in Maryland. Because why? Because they can, they can, 
regurgitate whatever you you said in the in the com in the secret of the room, I guess. You are absolutely right. Even just regular conversation in the hallways could trip because you're talking with someone who's associated with the same project or investigation, and they were afraid that the toys might repeat national security secrets. So they banned a toy. That's a pretty good reason. I think so, too, and I never would have thought of it, but it certainly is reasonable. I wonder if these guys, they probably banned them from their homes as well. I would say so. Uh-huh. Gee, willikers. Oh, well. Do you want more? Sure. Okay, these are really good. I'm glad we that we got them. Okay, the Three Musketeers bar was originally split into three pieces with three different flavors. What was the, the candy with the three different flavors, and what were they? It Stop. was, of course... There was three musketeers. I blew that one. So, yeah, strawberry, did you say? Yeah, strawberry, raspberry, lemon, lemon orange, and lime. Uh, I, I don't think they came <laughs> <laughs> with lifesavers or, oh, wait a minute, no, it wasn't. It was jello. Jello, yeah. Yeah, strawberry, lemon, yeah. raspberry, and lime. Don't you, don't you think those were the six delicious flavors in the Milwaukee three-way bar? Well, considering I said split into three pieces, I I think we're over the top with oh. the jello. Oh. Yeah. Three pieces. Chocolate, caramel, and double fudge. You really are being entertaining tonight. <laughs> with vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Oh. And they came up with other flavors because it was harder to come by. During the war, Mars decided to go all chocolate. That doesn't make sense. I I would have thought chocolate was more difficult. Because mm -hmm. they sent them overseas, and the guys gave them out to the little kids and ate them themselves. So I would have thought that chocolate would have been the choice, but it wasn't. They claim the big day in the sky, vanilla and strawberry were easier. Well, I never knew that. Well, n I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They said chocolate was easier. When the other flavors became harder to come by, this is nuts. So, so, Ignore so, so me. Why didn't, so why did they still keep the name of the candy bar three months to tears? Well, because they had three little cubes of candy inside. Instead of when they first, uh, actually when they wound up, they had a candy bar with a score on the top, you know, a little indentation. Right. And you would, break, you would break off in three pieces, yeah. and those were your three musketeers. So Never mind. So, so, so... <laughs> So, so can you get me one of those original bars before World War II and see what those taste like today? Uh-huh. What they taste like? <laughs> yeah. I'll be lucky if I could find a picture of them. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I've still got stuff on a list that I was supposed to do, and I got some of them done, but not all of them. 
Are you ashamed of me? No, I think we're doing remarkably well. <laughs> considering consider, consider yesterday was not a good day for Patricia, today is a super day. Today was an acceptable day, yes. It was, it was a super it was day. Good. It was a super day because you're with me. Oh, thank you. Yes. But it really is a better day. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while I get a lemon in there. But I guess everybody does. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you see, see, you're, you're, you're sugar and spice and everything nice. What can I say? And and what about little boys? Uh, see, snails and shells and puppy dog tails or somewhere. Rabbits and snails and puppy dog tails. Very good. Those are what little boys are made of. And little girls are made of sugar and spice and everything nice. I think we're overrated. So you tell me you don't think your sister Barbara meets that category? I don't think either one of us does. <laughs> well, we might have a little bit of sugar. I'm not sure about the spice. Well, Depends on what you pick. Now, there are some that I really like. You, you, you think uh, we, we think you think your family puts you on a pedestal? I mean, we you you're the perfect of womanhood. Pedestal? No. No. P P and Patricia start with the same letter. Um, no. <laughs> you may be as sure of that. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I, yeah, you, you, you are the standard bearer, the standard bearer of womanhood. I am? Of course. Gloria Steinem will be <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> you, you're, the, you're the pit-up girl of the blind community? I mean, that's a big compliment. That's right. It's a big compliment. That's right. You're, you're, oh, my. You're, you're smart, and you're witty, and you're funny, and you laugh at all and my... I- and you laugh at most of my jokes. I mean, you 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 have to be the 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 standard bearer. I am the standard bearer. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'll wait to hear from Gloria Steinem on that one. You're, you're, we need a conversation. You're, you're the you're the Elder Roosevelt of yesterday, USA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know she was she was so smart and uh, incredibly intelligent. Um, yeah, uh, I would like to be, I would like to be in her path, yes. Yes, you, you're intelligent, smart, and you're funny. Okay. <laughs> There's got to be one more in there. <laughs> um, I'm smart and funny. I guess that's a good combination. You mean, okay. You, you mean we don't take yourself too seriously? Okay. I can't remember who I told some of these to, or I've just reread them too many times. Did I tell you about William Faulkner, who refused to go to uh, refused a dinner ever, um, ever invitation? Oh my gosh! Let me start that one again. Faulkner refused a dinner invitation from JFK's White House. Oh, Do you remember my giving I, you nope, that one? That's new information to me. All right. William Faulkner, who was one of the really famous writers, refused a dinner invitation from John F. Kennedy's White House. And his quote was, 
that's a hundred miles away. He said, that's a long way just to go and eat. <laughs> Can you imagine? And he turned down the inv- he turned down the invitation. I cannot believe that. I, I, I what do you think? I, I would think my adorable one would not be doing that. I think she would go. Yeah. He would. I would, even if I had to sit in the corner because I wasn't appropriately dressed in a Valentino dress. <sighs> well, look, I think what what would make you so fun because you'll be you'll be barefooted in the White House. <laughs> Howdy, boys. <laughs> How y'all doing? Uh, we were supposed to wear the rest of that outfit. <laughs> Didn't know, boys. <laughs> I'll just hunker down here and you can bring me my plate. I'll be at the kids' table over here. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, Walden. And, and the title of that little picture pose. Uh, um, um, one of America's greatest, finest minds in the whole United States. Or, or something. Right. I mean, um, Einstein had a record of doing interesting social things, and yeah. nobody bothered. I mean, when how, how would you bother with somebody like Albert Einstein? No, especially when he was, was when it got to be like five o'clock, and he would break away from his college meetings and. Uh, gentlemen, it's time for Beanie. And he would go up and watch the Dan Greenberg mm-hmm. TV show. <laughs> so many lovable things about him. How could you get upset about one of his quirks? <laughs> and that's all they were, were quirks. But that was nice. That was nice. Okay. Here's another one. When asked who owned the packet, the, the patent for the polio vaccine, mm-hmm. Jonas Salk said, well, the people. There's no patent. How could you patent the sun? Wow. I mean, just, what do you mean, the patent? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even ask. Oh, gosh. Did I hear the phone? You sure did. Hello there. You're on there. I hate to interrupt this episode of the Juvie Canova show, but uh, I thought yeah. I'd call him and say hello. Hello. Well, you know, hello, hello Judy, Judy is here, so you want to say hi to Judy? What? How you doing? You sound, you still sound like you got your cold, Dan. Oh, maybe a little bit. You know, this is a spring that will not end. I haven't, I, I've never seen a spring where it took like five weeks for things to leaf out and bloom. I said this week everybody's sick, and I think I be, we just proved it, Patricia. What do you think? Well, there's one. <laughs> you were able to get out of bed, seek nourishment, and call us. Now, that's darn good. That's right. That's right. How are you feeling? Pretty well? I am pretty well. Thank you for asking. Well, I was wondering if you were doing better or just or just doing or... Things are going. <laughs> oh, we'll just leave it in the middle, and I'll let you know what the verdict is in a couple of weeks. Okay. All right. I just <laughs> was wondering, hoping you were able to leap tiny stairs. and <laughs> <laughs> No tall buildings yet. No. <laughs> carry right. huge parcels from YUSA. <laughs> Oh, gee. Oh, gee. You 
are funny. Yes. No, uh, we are not building tall buildings in a single bound. We are not uh, doing, <laughs> not doing short buildings in a, in a little bound. <laughs> faster? Uh, are, are you faster than a speeding bullet? What? Are you faster than a speeding bullet? Oh, faster than a speeding bullet, and okay, there you go. What? Here, here's your trivia question, Dan. Give me, give me the whole opening of the Superman. Oh gosh, I don't know if I can do that, do that right now. Let's see now. Uh, you, you uh, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound faster than a speeding bullet? Hey, listen, I'm getting all twisted up here. I was just wondering if she could leap. Dog houses in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> no. That would, that would be a sight, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, it I have a question for you. Yes, how may I help? This <laughs> is true. By the way, did you, did you find your references that you were looking for, oh gosh, easily a month ago? Uh, I believe I did. Yes. Yeah. It was yeah. it was for someone who was who needed some reference material for the doctorate she was working on. Yes, yes, uh, I'm seeing her daily now. <laughs> yeah, she's she's working. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing her practically every day now that that I'm working. So, yeah, but uh, she's. I have to you know, just uh, tell her everything's going to be all right. You're going, you know, just you know, things yeah. pop up, and you know, we we patch up, you know, her concerns, you know, and she she's doing well. Good. Well, I'm happy That's to good. hear that. Good. I know I sent Getting. you some stuff. Didn't yeah. mean diddly spot on the level you were looking at, but it was the best I could do. Oh yeah, yeah, that that helped. She was grateful to get that information so but uh, yeah uh, we've got, I've got two people who are working on uh, their dis dissertations at this point um, oh, um, okay and, and, and we're, we're yeah we, we have a lot of people coming in you know right now it's, uh, uh -huh. it's a busy busy time did she ever share her thesis with you um, I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen parts. Were you impressed? Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I am. I was, I was quite, it was interesting what, I, what I've seen of it. You know, I've seen, yeah. I, I haven't seen the whole thing top to bottom, but, uh, you know, I've seen different sections and all, so. Mm -hmm. But, uh. Interesting. Yeah. Dan, are you <laughs> able to pull up? All like uh, isn't there a, a database of everybody's PhD paperwork? Uh yes, yes. There there are different databases uh, that are available once they're published. So maybe some maybe someday when you have free time in the next ten years or so. Yeah. Can you look up our friend Dave Parker who wrote his PhD on the Lone Ranger radio show? Uh, would you send me an email request? Sure. Okay. And yeah, he, I can he, probably he, do he that. wrote it in 1955 or so. And I now, think now I can he, probably he, find Yeah, he's in his 90s now. And, uh, 
he's still with us, and uh, he was an actor on the Lone Ranger show, and he wrote his PhD on the Lone Ranger radio show. So it'd be just interesting to see what he said. That that would be interesting. Uh, just drop me an email, and I will. Uh, I can pull that up and probably send you. Uh, I'll attempt to send you a copy. Well, it'd be fun. It'd be just fun to see. A, if you can find it, but B, but copy be great. You know. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, that that will be fine. Um, yeah, um, that's. Do we have databases where we can find that that sort of thing? So, but uh, that will be. I'd, I'd like to take a look at that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you know of yeah. any of uh, the doctoral students who were working on something that related to or was about old time radio? Uh, okay, what what did you say there? I didn't catch the first part. That's okay. In the doctoral area, yeah. do you know of or have you seen information about any of the doctoral students who were working on old-time radio? Okay. Um, I mean, I, there's one lady I was helping, and... Um, but uh, you know, we you can do a search and see what how many dissertations have been done over the years mm-hmm. on that topic. Okay. Yeah. Look it up, Patricia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's okay. Yeah, I uh, I will look. One of the guests we had on her name was Myers. Um, Cynthia Myers. It was? That's the one that just breezed through my head. Yep, that's it. But Cynthia, yeah, Cynthia did her, um, or earned her doctoral, uh, doctor, doctoral degree, yeah, mm-hmm. by doing old-time radio, particularly how sales were, and huh? the, the old, the she tracked the advertising industry of old-time radio, and it was just great, but she did earn her doctoral. Yeah, um, s- send me a note on that, and I'll uh, so that will remind me to uh, uh, look for that. Well, we also, in fact, there's another <laughs> one. There's, an, there's another one. She's working on her doctoral that I know of, and she's writing on Jack Benny. Oh, really? Now that would be interesting. Yeah, she's supposed to have a book out later this year. We'll have it on the. On the show, but I think she yeah. her whole research has been on Jack Benny. Uh huh. I do have the original book that she wrote about advertising and the progress of radio um, from the early stages and how it evolved into what we saw when radio shut down in 1962. Did you interview her like uh, two years ago or something? Yep, we had her twice. Like, uh huh. We had it the last two years. We haven't done it this year. Uh-huh. So we'll probably will. Yeah. Well, that'd be good. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, I was trying the, the name just rang a bit as a bell. And You're a though it should be ringing family. bells at 2 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like, I can email the document to you uh, with her first book. Okay. All right, I will do that. I can probably just uh, do a search for her name and see what's been pulled up that way. 
Yeah, so, and, and it, yeah. it was really, it was fun to talk to her, and she had some fun information. So I think you might enjoy it. Yeah. Right, for example, the last time we had her on, I never knew this. Yeah. Um, it was actually the radio broadcasting, the radio and TV industry, that were, that didn't want cigarette commercials or tobacco commercials anymore. Oh, really? It was them because uh, they were losing advertising dollars because every time they did a a tobacco commercial, they had to fill in the other, uh, with, with a PSA or something to counter counterpoint it, and they were just they thought they were just losing too much revenue. So sure. they were the one lobbying it to get to get rid of it. And I thought I never knew that until Patricia. What great de- with detail with her the last time about that? I, I remember you mentioning that there that that there was a revenue loss for them to uh, take on advertising like that. And of course, when you're losing money, you know, in any industry that uh, that city will you know dictate what you do. Yep. Yeah. So, well, I hate to say it, but I. I was here waiting for the show to come on. <laughs> I was off, and then I woke up and I looked at the clock, and I heard you all doing the hee haw routine. And I thought, oh, I better call in before they do the Ask Walden questions. And we've already done that. Are you already doing that? We've already done the, the Ask Walden question. So, I mean, this is really nice. That will live in history that nobody called. Oh, really? <laughs> and we, well, shot, not the and we shot all our material early tonight. So wow. That's why Patricia's now showing her Judy Canova routine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what I'm doing? So no one called tonight at all? Oh, well, we had some. But well, I was wondering. We, but we normally do not have a wait in between. Um, yeah. Patricia thought she was going to be nice and have short call, short segment calls. Yes. And I think I, I think everybody got scared, so they just realized what going to be. Well then. <laughs> so, so everybody was scared. But see, I have another theory. I said when Jim Terry called me last night, he was sick, and I figured. Everybody's sick. That's why nobody's calling tonight. They're just listening to a ton of radio. Ah, uh, I see. Last That's week, that there, there were a whole bunch of sports that were kicking off at around the same time. And one of them was baseball. Uh-huh. Yeah. One of them was golf. Wait, yeah. Did you yeah. count them? Yep. And, and basketball. Mm-hmm. And basketball. Mm-hmm. And I thought there was Soccer. one more. Soccer is now being... Uh, played on uh, the local uh, WHS radio. The, uh, I, I, I couldn't believe that I was hearing soccer on one of our radio stations. You know how exciting it is to listen to a soccer game on radio? Well, <laughs> I can't. I can tell you're impressed. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't think so. Well, you know, but, you know, I guess, what can I say? So, we, we, uh, I think, I think everybody's sick this week. Last week we had plenty of calls, and everybody was emailing Patricia they couldn't get in, so. Yeah. 
Patricia, wow. th Patricia thought we'd be nice and do the double dip routine, be short at the beginning and let people call back, but it's been a very quiet evening. Yeah, so I bet. That's why Patricia just did her Judy Canova. Yeah. And then uh, maybe... I can understand that, but what makes me a Judy Canova with my silly notes? Well, that's what Dan could call you when you start to do your southern accent. Oh, y'all. <laughs> I'll just sit over here with my boots. <laughs> that one, going to the JFK dinner party. Yeah. So next, 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 we'll see. Uh, next, I think you'll do your Joan Davis and your Cash Daily routines will be coming up next here on Yesterday USA. Oh, oh, and I didn't do Howdy. There you go. Oh, that was Minnie Pearl. She that used to Minnie do Pearl. that. Uh, you want to do your Tulu Bankhead routine? Oh, darling, no. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darling. <laughs> I'll meet you in my dressing room. Please don't be late. Now, if you could just drop your voice about another four digits, we might get in the in the in the rain. What do you I think? think? I'll try. Let me think. Okay. But um, no, I'll, I'll let me try. Okay. Hello, darling. <laughs> oh, I can't. Do it. <laughs> oh, and I really like Tallulah too. All right, Tallulah, sit in the corner. I think you. Hello, I, darling. Oh, there, there you go. I think that's fine. I think it's the it's the impersonation. It's not the vocal quality. It's the impersonation you got down pat. Oh, this is true. And my darlings, we don't talk about those things on this show. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, now give me your baby snook routine. How how would baby snook sound like? Daddy. Okay. Why? <laughs> Okay, here, I have a question. Yes. Which Please, came first? Teeny or Baby Snooks? I, I think Teeny. Mm -hmm. I would say Teeny because it was before she ever had a name. Jeff Million was trying it out back in the smack yeah. out days. Yeah, uh -huh. the kid across the street. Um, Teeny probably started around 19, what, 31, yeah. with smack out, maybe? 31, uh, yeah. With, uh, yeah. And, then, and and I think uh, Fanny Bryce was doing her baby snooks at p dinner parties and things in the mid-30s or so. Sure, yes. So, Teeny showed up on Fibber McGee and Molly, I would say between, I would say starting maybe 1940. Yeah, but but it's a regular but, character. But, yeah, but if we were heard her in those smackouts. You know, Marion would try to voice out during the smackout shows, and as Dan, mm -hmm. Dan points out, and then yeah. we didn't hit. You know, remember it was she went by other name before they sold on Teeny. They went with Sis uh -huh. and the girl next sis. door. Yeah. Um. Oh dear. Big show I'm I think of with with Teeny at but not before she's teen is when they took her to the carnival and so she, mm -hmm. you know she's in she I think she wanted to be major in that one yeah. yeah um what besides sis did Molly call her the little girl across the street 
maybe so. Look at and look it up. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fun to say. Look it up. <laughs> I don't have uh, to have it. Poor Dan. Look, look it up. I don't have anything here to look it up when. Oh, you don't. Uh, you don't have to. Don't do have, it. I don't have, have my bird to. book with me. <laughs> bird book. Um, you don't have to do it right away. Tomorrow will be fine. All right. I'll I'll make a note. <laughs> Oh, well. But, Everybody oh. is dead there. No, you don't have to. Tomorrow is Sunday. You're not working tomorrow. Tell me you're not working tomorrow. I'll be working in uh, nine hours. <laughs> hey, Dan, you ever seen that song? Sick King Cole, what do you get? I know uh, deep, oh, deeper and deeper than that. Days and what do you, you get? get? Yeah, sick King Tons and what did you get? That's a Tennessee yeah. Ernie Ford. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, well, Tennessee Ernie. Another day older, older and deeper in, in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me? Because I, I can't go. I owe my soul to the company, company store. store. Didn't How you have someone on who was connected with Tennessee Ernie Ford? Yes, we had his son. Well, I thought so. That's, yeah. been, what, four or five years ago? And, yep, about then. Uh-huh. His name is uh, Buck. Mm -hmm. And he wrote a book about his dad, and he's yeah. managed the estate, and, uh, you know, he, it's, it's a remarkable, his da he would tell me the story, his dad was ready to walk away from show business. Oh, really? He was, and he went in and sang that song on the TV show, like on a Friday, and they went in to record it Monday, and it just took over, and he just... He said, I felt he couldn't, re he quit. He, you know, that thing just took off. Mm -hmm. Sure. But he, he was planning to just take the families and move. Yeah. But 16 to tons uh -huh. really established his career. Yes, yeah. it did. And it had, it had a very simple musical line. And it was mm -hmm. almost like the Edmund Fitzgerald. It, it just repeated its, the, the sound, the music repeated it and repeated it and repeated it. But there was such power in the lyrics that had they done anything more elaborate, it wouldn't have worked. Well, and also, that song was around for about eight years before Tennessee did it. Because it was written right. by the songwriter and it was a protest song against the, the coal companies in West Virginia. Uh -huh. And nobody w wanted to record it. it was, they, a lot of it thought it was too controversial. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, back here, you know, the slogan is, uh, you know, King Cole. I mean, that was just, uh, I mean, most of the, in Kentucky, the parkway system, you know, that was all built with coal money. And to me, it seems like many of the roads in Kentucky were paved because of the revenue from coal. Mm, Whereas where I, live, where I live over in Indiana, we were driving on dirt roads, you know, uh, Kentucky had mm -hmm. much better road systems yeah. in areas uh, than, than what One we did. One of the things that song identified was the company store that almost no one outside the coal communities knew about. The company store was the one um, it owned the, um, the coal mine where people were. And oh. they provided housing for which people had to pay. Mm -hmm. um, they... Yeah, they owned the, 
the company store, which had it was a general store. They opened that. Um, huh? Just everything that a community needed belonged to the company store. Well, and, and that was a way to get back the revenue. They were paying their employees. Yes, exactly. And by the time uh, uh, they got to the end of the month or to the end of the week where they were paid, all of this money was deducted. And if there was anything left, it was pennies. Mm-hmm. Let's raise a family with pennies. So, and I and, imagine and the coal companies were not the only t industry that did that kind of setup. True. Uh, I know. True, of, I, I mean, you know, they're talking there was about different companies. stores that, I mean, it just... It was just, I mean, they were the big, you know, show in town. I mean, you know, they had factories, so, and like I said, they were able to bring back the revenue they were getting from their employees, sure. so it really kept them yeah. as indentured servants. Exactly. It was labor for free. Exactly. And it was a lot yes. of labor. In this particular song, I didn't hear any reference to anything other than the company's store. Mm -hmm. And it says there were probably many industries out there who did the same thing. But mm -hmm. in context oh, with this particular know, song, the company during, owns it. Back during that same time period, you know, you had Tennessee Ernie Ford singing, uh, you know, 16 times. Just a little bit after that, you had another singer that really that and took off with one song that was uh, Jimmy Dean with uh, Big, Big Bad John. You know, pretty much the same premise, you know. Man working for, you know, the, the industry. And, and, you know, I think both those hits were just, they were told that they couldn't make that type of music that would be popular and, and, and become a success. And they both, I think, proved them the industry, the music industry, that they were wrong. Yeah, and, and I can hear both of them being country songs myself. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe not, but at least I, I do. Because I've in the seventies, that's where I heard them. Those two songs on the country station, you know. Uh -huh. yes, mm -hmm. yes. But uh, you know, they. I think it was pretty much, you know, uh, just. Think about it. Both those songs were telling a story. Yes. Especially Jimmy Dean, you know, Big Bad John. I mean, that was a great storytelling mm -hmm. song. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, like, Marty Rob Robbins' El Paso was telling a story. Uh, I mean, the, yes. that song, those songs from the late 50s were all storytelling songs. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, you know, I think the industry were was saying, well, you can't make a, a hit with a storytelling country song like that. So, mm -hmm. so the public proved them wrong. So, well, I sure hate that I missed as much of the show as I did, but... Well, you'll hear it on the replay of the blues, Daniel. I will, I will. I, I, I... And I'm glad you've been one of the faithful listeners of the Spurback Presents, or... Of it's a wonderful life, and really, I, I thought <laughs> it was pretty nice of you to come up with the little nuances on the NBC theater version of it's a wonderful life. So those are yes, I haven't yes. listened to it yet. 
Well, whatever you're ready, my dear, I, I can put it in your box. You know, the... Uh, and send it to me. I do have it. Okay, well... I just haven't listened to it It's yet. just whenever you're free. It's a... It's, you'll See, never you're lose... Kind of, that, was your, that was your cue to say, now, Patricia. No, I would never do that. <laughs> because I would be... I would be scolded. You the would be what? The family would scold me. They would say, don't pick on Patricia. Oh, they wouldn't do that. Yes, they would. You, you, you're the sacred. No. You, you, you're the sacred cow of yesterday, USA. I can't. <laughs> I prefer to be the cash cow. <laughs> sacred cow is good. Sacred cow is is very good. Well, you're okay. the pinup girl, and what else? Whatever the moniker we give you, right? The, you're the barefooted one. How's that? Okay. I like the way you tag me. Is the mouth of the south or something like That's that? True. Isn't it amazing how many different monikers she wears? The mouse of the south, <laughs> the, uh, you know, the shoeless wonder. The forest. Yeah, the shoeless wonder. I like that one. That's a good one. The shoeless wonder. The shoeless wonder. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll even take my socks off so that... It'll be a true shoeless. I don't know. You can keep your socks on. You can still be the shoeless wonder. Yeah, but it's kind of cheesy. It's it's cheating when your toes don't stick out. <laughs> 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 I think. Uh, you'd let me uh, get away with it. I, I know you would. Because I don't like having cold feet, and I think having socks on it keep the feet warm. It's it's absolutely true because we are. You can see where we are already. I don't like I don't like cold feet. I don't oh. I don't like I don't like having my back cold. You know, I'm I'm very delicate. I know you are. That's why I, I still I'm wearing a sweatshirt at 60, 60, 63 or sixty four degrees, you know. Mhm. I agree. For me, I just hunker down. How is Sister Bubbles doing? Bubbles is doing fine. I talked to her earlier tonight. She said, if I stay awake, I'll I'll call in, okay? I said, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> While we were on a break with Fibber McGee and Molly, I uh -huh. called her. <laughs> Got no answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel so bad. I'm not the only one to even yeah. sleep. No, no, she was fast asleep. And when she conks out, she doesn't even hear the phone. Yes. You mean she's a heavy sleeper? Yeah. Does she snore? No. Oh. Kind of breathes hard. Okay. But not snore. No. Okay. Well, I hear the phone now. I'll answer the phone, but I can't guarantee that I'm that I'm there to return the uh, the conversation. <laughs> uh, I had to. I had to, uh, when my parents were ill, I had to, you know, uh, I, I always was able to listen for the telephone ring, so I've trained myself, I guess, to uh, to answer the phone, but after I answer the phone, I, I'm not guaranteed to be there to... Okay, are you, you have the ability, my dad had disability, and I don't know how, huh? where it comes from, or maybe huh? you got it, Dan. My dad can carry on a conversation and answer questions while he's still sleeping. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah. We can ask him a, a question, and he'll two snores. Yeah. And he'll give us the answer, and they'll keep snoring away. It's uncanny. Yeah. I I I think my father was like that at times, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I I you know when you know that it could be an emergency and you hear the phone ring, it's like, oh gosh, yes, we gotta get that phone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Fred you know. D has helped me on that a couple of times. I. I picked up, and I was not a very happy camper. I had a call at 8 o'clock in the morning this week. I don't know what they were selling. <laughs> Why don't you have these little signs, do not, de- do, not de- do not disturb or something, you know? Right? Yeah, I don't know how you hang something on a telephone, though. Oh, there must be. <laughs> there must be such a thing. I have such little faith. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm sorry. So, Dan, do you have us in your bedroom? Do you have a, a computer going on in the bedroom if that's how you're able to keep us awake? Uh, I, I've been playing it on my phone some here. Ah, okay. You know, with the uh, app. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Comes in real handy. So, wherever you go, you got it with us. Wherever I go, I've got it right there. Wow. So, playing the cars sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I just... We'll have my charger there, and I thought, oh, I think I can do this. You know, if I'm out on the road and and uh, know the show's going to start, I'll, I'll pull up on the app. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I haven't done a whole lot of surfing with the phone, but uh, with my smartphone, but I do like listening to uh, the uh, radio shows mm-hmm. that I can't get. Sometimes when I'm out and about, I'll pull up, I can pull up. Uh, uh, WGN out of uh, Chicago. No, yeah, listen to Carl Amari and his. He's on from eleven to uh, two in the morning on Saturday and Sunday nights. Uh, that's uh, Central Time. Yeah, and then he got his Hollywood three sixty show too, and so he's yeah. He I think got, he's doing well. Yeah. Of course, he was on on here for many many years. Yeah. We run his show on Thursday, uh, Thursday now, on the blue. Is that the uh, Hollywood 360? Yeah. I thought I heard that. Yeah, that's actually played here on the local uh, radio station. It's on 100 stations. Pretty amazing. But really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So where was where was WWVA, and what did they broadcast? I mean, they may still do it. Well, I think there's a one based in, in West Virginia. And Healing? yes, we and and I'm Dr. Dale used to talk about it's 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 a it's like a, it's a, a live music show, it's like their version of the Grand Ole Opry, but I'm trying to think what they called it. Was that the uh, barn dance over there? Something like that. But yeah, I thought I thought they were based or their show was about the Grand Ole Opry. That's what we got. Well, I, I mean, think certainly not. Yeah, I think out of Nashville is where the Grand Ole Opry's out of. But WWVA, I think that's the one in West Virginia, and I forgot what they called her mm-hmm. show. Wheeling, West Virginia, yeah. sir. Wheeling. Yeah. You know, it's also sad to think about an old running show. Now, I guess we're still we're going back in the archives to play them now. It's the old show out of Kentucky. Oh, it's the one that you went and visited, Dan. You saw... Yeah, Rainfall Valley. Yeah. 
I guess they stop. Uh, I guess they have stopped making the new radio shows. So we're we're going back to pull old ones out of the archives. Oh really? Yeah. I, I haven't. I I uh, I get their emails and you know it's telling me you know who is playing down there. Loretta Lynn's playing down there. Loretta Lynn, I think was I think she played the Louisville Palace. I think on March 28th or so, like this week. She's still touring. She's 83 now, I believe. What a career. Yes. But she used to play Renfro Valley, I think, uh, later, on, uh, later on this year. I can't remember which month exactly, maybe in May. Who did you saw about three years ago? You went down there, Dan. I'm trying to remember. Who did you see? Uh, I, I think that was Ray Stevens. Yes, it was Ray Stevens, yeah. And I saw Ricky Lawrence down there playing Mama. The really? Woman. Huh? <laughs> really? That's great. Yeah, I, I met Ricky Lawrence down there after the show. Yeah. So just said hello and got her to sign my ticket. So you you uh, weren't able to have a conversation with her. Uh, it would be. It would be. I, you know, you might be able to get her on the show here. You know, I, I make suggestions, you know, I send emails, hey, you ought to try to get this person on. That's true. Yes. Do you ever follow up? No. I do. <laughs> I, try. <laughs> I try. I'm in the middle over here. I should, actually, this week, I have called the operator on my calendar. Yeah. And I was supposed to call Charlie Pride as well, and I will do that. I think I'm stuck sending an email um for the first time, and it will be through his production okay. uh, team. And he's, uh -huh. he's the one. I'm, he must be just a honey of a person. Because the story, and I know I told this one time, uh, this, and very recently, as a matter of fact, the he's, he has a reputation for being just such a nice guy. And I thought, yeah, everybody has a reputation like that when they're out on the road or, or singing. And he really does. Somebody rushed him mm -hmm. in the lobby where everybody was standing looking for autographs, which he gave. No, no um, shyness about that or no standoffish. And at that point, a lady from the back raced up and gave him a hug. And his reaction was, while everybody was horrified and his management team said, oh, my um, his reaction was, wouldn't it be nice if everybody in the world reacted that way? Uh. <laughs> oh, now that's, that's the real Charlie Pride. Yeah, so. I'm, when I met him back days around 1976 or so, uh, uh -huh. just extremely a nice, humble guy and just a wonderful performer and uh, very shy, you know, quiet. So he'll be a wonderful guess for us, Patricia. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. I hope Early, he, do it. he was on the way to a great baseball career. Yep. Or he was yep. fighting, you know, back, at, back in the 60s, I guess, at yep. some point. Hmm. You know, there's not too many of the country singers left from the 50s, so really, we're talking now the ones from the 70s to so show where we can go back to now, so... Yes. And, huh? uh, he, you know, gosh, what was the one, what's his big hit? Wake Up With, Wake Up With an Angel in the Morning, wasn't that one of, wasn't that one of the titles? Uh, 
of his Just big hits. of the morning? Yeah, Kiss and Angel Good Morning is one of his big hits, I remember, mm, in yeah. the yeah. old 70s. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he had some great hits back in the day. There was a big reunion, I think, in Nashville last night to celebrate Mel Haggard's, what would have been his 80th birthday. Billy Nelson and, uh, uh, oh gosh, let me think now. Um, Willie Nelson and uh, Toby Keith mm -hmm. and who else? They had a, a meeting in Nashville and celebration. They got together. Uh, Charlie, uh, not Charlie Pride, but uh, Bob Schieffer just did a, a piece on Willie Nelson on the CBS Sunday morning program last week. Mm. I heard that Willie Nelson was not in the best of health, but that was just a report I heard months ago, but it seems like he's doing well. Yeah, I, I think Luke and his son was a big blow oh, really? to his system, yeah. You know. Is it his son? I hadn't heard yeah, that. Yeah, that was several years ago, and I think that's really uh, taken a, a toll on him. And it would be any, anybody losing their... Oh, exactly. Losing their child, you know. Yeah. Um, well, on the, uh, the piece that they, that they did for CBS Sunday Morning... Um, you know, he's married now to his fourth wife. They've been married 30 years, and he freely admitted that, uh, you know, that his current wife got a better Willie Nelson than his first three wives because he was such a, uh, a hellion back yeah. in the day. You know, he just yeah. created havoc for his first yeah. three wives. You know, he settled down. And, uh, I think people forget what a good songwriter Willie Nelson is. If you look back at the songs he wrote, there are some mm -hmm. legendary songs that oh. other people performed that he wrote. He wrote back in the early sixties. What didn't didn't Patsy Cline cover a couple yes. songs way yes. back? That, that like in the late fifties. Yes. How far back he goes? Yeah. And if you look at some of the early pictures of Willie Nelson, you know, <laughs> without the without the uh, without the. Uh, what do they call them? Ponytails? Pigtails? Whatever. <laughs> another person I would love, another, another, yeah. another person I would love to get us to get on, another storyteller that I would love us to get on is Tom T. Hall. Yes, Tom T. Hall. He was just inducted into the, uh, I think the Kentucky Music Hall of Fame, like maybe four or five years ago. Watermelon Wine, yeah. Yeah, he did a song. I'm trying to think of all of the lyrics to it. But he was talking to an old man, and he was asking for advice and mm -hmm. where he was and what he did during his life to, yeah. you know, just stay active, stay up, and stay smart. Old horses, let's see. Um, old um, dogs, younger, wait, old dogs and watermelon Children's old dogs and watermelon wine. I think it was something like that in the uh, the, t the, the 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 advice. Uh -huh. it, it must have been the one I was thinking of was um, younger women, faster horses, yep. more money. Uh, yeah, more money, more money, faster horses. younger women, faster horses, more money, and it was like four in a row. Yeah. And he really yeah, pretty much did narrative songs. He really didn't didn't do 
what I would call traditional music. It no. was more of a story song. Yeah. And actually, he, he did. He did some really weird stuff in music, and he had such a great voice and delivery. It was super. Uh-huh. It's sort of like, because it's just sort of like, we're blessed that country singers ne- didn't necessarily need to be great voice. For example, Johnny Cash. Yeah. How much was Johnny Cash, his style presentation is what we fell in love with? Mm-hmm. He was a storyteller you knew you know, when I walked mm-hmm. the line or Folsom Prison Blues, those were storytelling yes. songs. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. I had I was exchanging emails with I was going to say a friend. It's my California client, mm-hmm. and was exchanging emails with the, him the other night, and we were talking about the different groups that are in our past. And one of them he mentioned was the Highway Man, mm-hmm. not not men, but man. man. Do you remember? Do I, you know that? I that remember group? the Highway Men. I think that was a famous group of the late fifties. I think, but that, the man, I'm not. Familiar. I'm not familiar yeah, I, with. I, it, was, it was really weird to look at that name, and maybe what I was looking at was misprinted. But the four of them, the Johnny Cash. Um, Waylon Jennings, Willie Waylon Nelson, Jen- and Chris Christopherson, and Willie Nelson. Did I say Willie Nelson? Yeah, hmm. you did now. Yeah, well, I did now. So it's Willie Nelson, um, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, and Chris Christopherson. Now those are those are names, and they did a really good job. So anyway, he was talking about the Highwaymen. I don't remember. I don't remember. That, and, that um, came along in the mid-'80s or maybe a little later. I think they may have done two albums, but it, you know, they were pretty much good friends, all of them. They just wanted to uh, mm-hmm. put them you know, on an album, and that's what they came up with. Well, Patricia been contacted with uh, Don Reed of the Statwood Brothers, so hopefully that will... We'll work out a future date with that and have him. It's interesting off. because I pulled his email out this week as well. Yeah. When I had contacted him, he wrote back and, and he always apologizes for being so late. He doesn't know me very well. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, he said that around Christmas it, it just is a terrible time and um, Harold is not doing interviews anymore. Don is. And I should check back in a couple of months. So I think this is a couple of months after Christmas. What do you think? I think so. Yeah. So I'm going to try again this week and see if this is a better time for him. But if not, keep coming. He is a remarkable. I think both of them are just incredible. Harold did all of the designs for the outfits that they wore on the television show. And it was their television show. They wrote, they produced, they they did everything. It was theirs. Um, they just did so many things, and it's such a joy to talk with them. There. So I'm sorry, Harold's not going to be with us, but um, Don said he would, you know, just contact him again, and he would see what his schedule was like. So I'm happy to hear about that. Well, you know, they got their start on the Johnny Cash TV show. 
also the uh, front seniors or, or the warm-up back for Johnny Cash for I think Patricia read for six years or something. Mm-hmm. Twelve years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a question. Do you remember Tom T. Hall being on a show back in the seventies? No. I think there was a Tom T. Hall variety show for a little while. Yeah, I, I, it was really? called Pop Goes the Country, and it was on for at least two or three years, I believe, back in the seventies. You know, there's a there's a genre that disappeared with the music variety comedy TV shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sonny and Cher, Don and Orlando Marie. Orlando and Don. Yeah, Don and Marie. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Cash had one for a while. Mm-hmm. I think Tennessee early for were those just Christmas specials? I think maybe that was just Christmas specials, but. He had a show back in the 50s. Did he? He had, he had the Ford show starring Tennessee Honey Ford. Because yeah. Minnie Pearl was on that show. So that whole genre disappeared. Mm-hmm. Same thing with soap operas practically have disappeared to think about it. <laughs> it's that darn reality TV. Yeah. Which pop goes country? What? I've got here. I looked it up, Dan. And the first episode of the show was 1974, uh, and, and doesn't say how long it ran. I remember the year something somebody died. Oh. Uh, 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 what, Clayton Delaney. Yeah, Clayton Delaney died. Yeah, yeah. Terrible tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, gosh. And what was, the, what was the, the famous song about, uh, it was a woman who sang that. Yeah. About jumping, jump, they jump from the bridge. The Tallahassee Bridge? Yeah. Yeah. Who was oh, that? the Tallahassee Bridge, yeah. Who was the singer on Was that Donna... Oh, Donna Fargo, um, Donna Fargo, maybe I'm trying to think who that. There was Donna Fargo back then at the same time, but that was not a Donna Fargo, so I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Who sang that? I'm I trying to remember. Seventy or so. Anyway, yeah. The good stuff here. That show ran from September seventh, nineteen seventy four, through January. 1982. Wow. So that was an eight-year shtick for Tom T. Hall. I think that song, or I'm sorry, that show mainly was like a 7.30 uh, p.m. show that, you know, would lead into, like, primetime um, <laughs> network shows. Uh, it was entertaining. I mean, it was, he'd have different guests on. Um, my yeah. my uncle Jimmy remembered him reading somewhere in the 70s, he, he had a, a car dealership where he was selling cars on the side, you know, just in, oh, case, really? just in case his singing country career wasn't going to take off. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you have a car dealership, I'm sure, too. Oh, yeah. It's this thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Patricia does during the week. She, she, she's a car hop at our car dealership. Car hop at our car dealership. 
you got the car hop taken care of already. Ode to Billy Joe. Next artist, Bobby Gentry. Does that sound right? Yes, that's correct. I don't think she had many hits. Probably about the only one. Okay, so now I have to look up. I'll be gingery. We thought we were going to leave early tonight. Dan, you rescued us. Well, it's amazing what, you know, when we got talking about storytelling songs, uh-huh. it, they, they sure stick with you once you think about it. I mean, I looked mm -hmm. up here on a Wikipedia here a few weeks ago. I didn't, I didn't realize that Ronnie Millsap is 73. Oh, is he really? Yeah. yeah. Is he still doing the program on here? I haven't heard it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, they're still running his intro and outro, and they're playing the radio shows. Yeah, he, he, yeah, that's what he does is with the intro, and then takes off with his music and comes back. And I don't know. Does he? Does he push his songs, his his um, music, or does he just say? Good night. Good night. You know, it's... Remember. Yeah, it's just... He just pl normally plays, like, I think, two of his songs and then, you know, has the uh, programs, you know. He was playing Fimmer and McGee and Molly and... Love and Abner. Love and Abner at one point. I don't know if he switched. It seemed like he switched. He was playing something else. Jack Benny was on there for a while, too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Ronnie Millsup, he had such great songs. They were... And they were storytelling songs, you know, for the most part. Well, the Ode to Billy Joe sure was. Yeah. the Tennessee Bridge. Well, that's like Vicki Lawrence, you know, the night the lights went out in Georgia. You know, they were trying to, her husband yeah. at the time, and I forget his name, uh, what was he, who was she married to? He, he was a songwriter, Billy. Billy what was, who was he mar who was she married to? Anyhow, he was writing the song. He thought he had Cher in mind to sing that song, and Cher, Sonny turned it down, and and then he said, well, why don't you sing it? And that's how that all happened. You know, Mel Hager, it's the thing about Mel Hager songs. They were storytelling songs. Oh, exactly. You know. And, and Merle started, you know, basically when he got out of prison, I think Reagan pardoned him back in the 60s, yeah. and he got his life together. But, uh, Bobby Gentry must have done something more than the Ode to Billy Joe, because uh -huh. um, four weeks, number one pop song on the, uh, uh, the this is the Tallahatchie Bridge, um, number one pop song on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, and was the fourth in the Billboard year-end chart of 1967. She earned a Grammy. Got to be around more than once for a Grammy. Um, huh? Best new artist and best female pop vocal performance. Uh, she really got some recognition in here. Uh -huh. So let's see if we can. Albums, you know, albums and singles, right? I, I, I saw Crystal Gale perform one time, and hmm? speaking of Loretta Young's younger sister. Yes. It was almost amazing. 
she hardly spoke. It was an interesting. She just sang one song after another. She didn't. She didn't break it up with any commentary or, or, or hardly <laughs> ever. It was just. It, it was just an interesting uh, way to put put on a show. Yeah. It almost makes me wonder if she was shy, so she she felt comfortable singing, mm-hmm. and that's what she did. And I, I, it's hard to believe that those two are sisters. I mean, one just Loretta Lynn just has such a, uh, you know, kind of here I am, warts and all, down home personality, yep. and and you know, Crystal Gale, you know, she's just so she seems much more. Polished, very refined, and I think in a way shy, because as you say, you know, yeah. she gets up there and she's just a singer. She's not an entertainer no. in the manner of you know, witty banter like Patricia here. You know, <laughs> she, she, she. I think she'd have to have everything you know put on cue cards if she was to read something. Mm-hmm. So, and and it's a knack. I mean, you know. It, it, you know, people dismiss, you know, uh, you know, doing, you know, little uh, skits, you know, as just, all oh, that's just light and fluffy kind of work. But, you know, if you, you have to have a certain um, ability to do that, you know, yeah. some people just don't have that, you know. Yeah, it was interesting when I got Tanya Tucker on the show. Uh-huh. Um, she was very conversational. You, she had no yeah. problem uh-huh. talking. You could yeah. tell she was used to handling herself in front of the public. Um, yeah. Well, I think Loretta, Loretta Swift, you know, she just. Yep. It was so entertaining <laughs> to hear that. Yeah. When, she said gorilla, and that was not even gorilla. <laughs> I don't know what, what. I don't know which animal sneaked in at first. And that was the signal. Every gate emptied onto the trace track. And yeah, that that was her thing, and that's what we talked about a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Any chance of getting Doris Day back on the program? Oh, I would love to. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to. I guess. I guess we're we're now seeing her new birthday. You know, Monday was her birthday. Now they're starting to add more years to her birthdays. So now the different. Stories are coming out that she's really 95. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't sure which one was hers. I guess the, the options were 92, 93, 94, and 95. Yeah. And she had always been number number two. <laughs> well, uh, I, I hate to spring on you, but I've been doing some digging. I found your actual birth certificate, too. Oh, good. You're, you're, you're not 79. Uh-oh. Can we disclose what she really is? Well, I I, I think we need you to wait for a higher rating period than just right now. Because <laughs> Ron let me stay there. Huh? Ron said I was 59 and I could stay there. Well, she's really 19, right? Oh, uh, no, no. Well. She, she's a little older than Bubbles. <laughs> what? Huh? I was what, Bubbles? You're, you're older than Bubbles. Okay, if you say so. You're older. If you say so. <laughs> you know who's the most famous bubbles I can remember back in the 70s? 
would that be the form of that bubbles? Scrubbing bubbles? Well, I was thinking of the hippopotamus bubbles. Oh, really? Yeah, the hip bubbles got loose at Lion Country Safari in the 70s out here, so they were looking for bubbles. I see, I, I don't really remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably there was a famous story over here in my backyard, so that's why I remember it. Sure, yeah. Oh, boy. I tell you, there's so much going on right now. It's only, two, it's only, what, 2 in the morning or 3 in the morning, Daniel? What can I say? Yes, I think I better uh, hang up here and let you all get on with your morning. <laughs> okay. I need to get on with my taxes here. Are you going uh, to get them in in time? Oh, yeah. Okay. I have an appointment okay. here on in the week here, but I'm uh, just getting all my my little bills and receipts together. That's always exciting when you itemize. Your yeah. So. It's also really exciting when you write the check, too, right? Yeah, that's yeah. interesting, too. Yes. Yes, that's right. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to a conference uh, later on in the month, and I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, I'm going to a place north of Indianapolis, and it's a conference dealing with uh, preservation and things like that there. How to preserve buildings and things like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think rule number one, don't, below, don't tear them down. I think that's one. That's rule number mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting a we're having a lot of buildings that are being refurbished right now. We're, we're, our, uh, our town has gotten a grant, and they're redoing some of the buildings in town. They're making uh, apartments, and like having um, like uh, some restaurants on the first floor or businesses on the first floor, and then up above there'll be apartments for people to rent. They're trying to get oh, people to live downtown. Yes. Yes, trying to revitalize the downtown area. Oh, yes. I'm going to a conference like an apartment over to help the store help or a museum. Well, Trisha, would like to have over the library. Well, I don't know. Might have to be down around the corner. Well, she wants to be able to call the reference librarian and just have books brought up to her. her, to her Bug gurgle. My sweet. Yeah. My sweet. Yes. Yeah. Just so, ring a bell. open a window and I can throw them up to her. No, this has to be a classy operation. <laughs> classy? Yeah. I guess. You and your classy and culture. She, she, wants, she wants all reference librarians to be in suit and tie. Well, them are women. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. I'm Penguin from Batman. Is that what you're doing to me? <laughs> oh, I just uh, acting silly here. But, yes, uh, we we have been all night, so you're sitting right in. <laughs> 
this show would be very different if it was during the day when everyone was awake. I know. It would be a different <laughs> show. <laughs> That's a good one, Dan. <laughs> if anybody could help us and figure us out, you got to call at night. That's right. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Insomniac Theater. The, the what? <laughs> <laughs> The Somniac Theater? Well, in Somniac Theater. Oh, That's what oh, we've got here. Oh, yes. That's right. But what, 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 we, 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 we are the soft voices that people have in their bedroom. You know. That's right. You know, we're, we're, yes. we're, we're the voice in the dark. Music to put you to sleep by. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. You wake up and it's like, where'd they go? They're gone. Right. <laughs> there's there's a limit even to us. We don't want to inflict us on yeah, everybody. But people hear us almost every day because of the Blue Network practically. That's pretty true. much. I tell you, we still need that pink network. Uh, I agree. Just yes. put a dial in and listen to the the uh interviewing skills of Patricia. She can start yeah. teaching a course how to it do interviews. And her first question is, say what? That will be her first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Whatever you say. This is your show tonight, Walden. (laughs) She she went to the Mike Wallace School of uh, Intriguing Questions. She's a hard hitter. She's a hard hitting, hard hitting interviewer, just like Mike Mike Wallace, right? She is. She's a hard hitting journalist. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when she says, "Say what?" <laughs> yeah, can, you just, can you just imagine Mike Wallace saying, saying that? You know, somebody on sixty minutes. I, I can really see him copy Patricia's style. You guys are funny. We try to be. We try to be. You. You try to be. Well, you do very well. Well, we try. <laughs> we try harder. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I will let y'all go. Y'all have a great weekend. Oh, I, I was mentioning Barbara mm-hmm. uh, Bubbles. Did she have any storm damage? No. No? no. Okay. Skirted around her. Her county had um, some damage, nothing severe. It was only one huh? area that got something severe. Barbara's area in her county... Huh? Got hit with some tornadoes this week. Yeah, we had about five up here throughout the uh, state, and uh, luckily they were pretty much in rural areas. But uh, we there was uh-huh. one tornado up here. It touched down. It was turning clockwise instead of counterclockwise. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Anybody offer uh, an opinion or a reason? Uh, I haven't really heard a reason. No, it it happened right about six o'clock on a on a let's see what day was that Wednesday? I guess it was. But they said they could tell from the damage, or I I don't know how they really. I guess they could tell maybe by the way the damage happened that it was turning clockwise, and said that only two percent of tornadoes do that. Well, I'll tell you, we have to have a sit down chat. With Mother Nature, uh, I'd say get in line and wait. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll call her and see if she's available. 
That's right. Actually, don't think she's don't think yeah. she's into doing phone interviews. Mm-mm. That's right. But, I, I, yeah. I, I don't think she's a very friendly creature. I don't think so either. You know, there was snow up at South Bend all the way down to Ohio, and then that was the day after the tornadoes that hit, so uh, we can get crazy, crazy weather through here. California almost drowned itself. Did it really? <laughs> yeah, they had... That you had so much rain in California that in one, as long as it went down the aquifers, it was pretty good. But um, Ralph's Lake, that he used to talk about being almost bottomless, yeah. and they used to go fishing in there. And they sold their boat. The lake went down to next to nothing. Uh, and yeah. it, it is now full. And then some. Really? Wow. Yeah. I heard one of those uh, lakes, you know, they were saying that they had to get the spillway fixed or it could be, be uh, it would be one that they'd have to evacuate the area, the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. Walden, do you remember which river that was that really went nuts? In California? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's the one in Oroville. Near Oroville, the city of Oroville, but I think I don't know if I remember the name of the river. Yeah, I should because I read about it at least twice a week, um, and watched the photos of it, and the, it was really a mess. It was a mess. And but anyway, to believe, um, I, I mean, you know, with California, it's like okay, they went so many years, you know, just in such constant drought now they're getting so much rain it's like is this the new normal I mean can can Californians count on the water to be there now yeah I mean we're expecting some more rain on Thursday it's pretty amazing yeah exactly so but uh, yeah I mean if you don't have water if you don't have access to water you just uh, it's hard to live mm-hmm that's right. Well, I'm going to let you all go. Have all right, Daniel. You take care of yourself. You too. Bye-bye. You all take right. care, Dan. Bye. Thank uh, you. Bye-bye. Well, could that be our last call? That will be our last call. And we don't have anything left to do. Except to say whatever Patricia wants to say, we can hit the road. Yeah. What pearls of wisdom can you you want to go to the family for this week? I don't I don't have any wisdom tonight. I am unwisdomed. Like a penny earn is a penny save, or or that's just right. Or uh, be careful on the road because the life you say might be your own. Uh huh. Or move over, kid. I'm blown. I'm coming in. Or I don't know that. Or look for two for one coupons. They're very nice to have. Yeah, they <laughs> certainly are. They certainly are. I met a woman who shares coupons with her friends. They all cut every coupon, and they know the the items that they buy uh, in this group, and they share them. They send them 
by the hundreds. You know? wow. <laughs> oh, I know you like this particular brand of soap. Sure. And so when she gets a lot of those, she'll stock up on them. And she said, and I believe her, because, I mean, she was really assertive in getting the stuff that was on sale and getting coupons in from other people. She said one time she hit a major weekly shopping and had enough coupons and specials that she spent 95 cents at the cash register. (laughs) Can you imagine? I mean, that is super couponer. Yeah, 95 cents. I don't know how much work you have to put into something like that. You have to separate them and match them up with the groceries that you're getting. I think it probably cost, in some instances, just in time and energy and getting everything right, it's more than a day's salary. However, you still have your salary and less 95 cents and you've got all the week's groceries. So I guess it's okay. I'm going to have to work a little bit harder. The the good one that I did recently, well, I guess, you know, they really are all good because I shopped the logos. But um, I was checking out and had someone with me and she looked at my receipt and said, you, you saved $49 on this? Which, of course. <laughs> my god i have to start looking better in the grocery <laughs> store but if you look the bargains are there so patricia's going to teach this as a course you can sign up uh it's going to be an <laughs> online course starting next week and so send oh, really? in 1995 to com. she'll show you how to do coupon shopping on the peak network on a station near you <laughs> have you ever figured out if people are tired of seeing a dollar ninety nine instead of a simple two dollars? Two dollars sounds just nice and frank. The days of hauling in buyers because it looks like such a good price, the number two isn't used, but it's over and done with. There might I be think. still a reason I, I, why they do it. I think it's just tradition. I don't know. Tradition. We'll have to get Cynthia. Just like the song, Fill of the Rough. <gasps> oh, if I were a rich man. Yeah. I would sit by the eastern wall. That's nice. Okay, I have to say good night, right? Yep. Say good night, my dear. Okay, good night, my dear. <laughs> Everybody, thank you for being with us. I'm sorry we were so silly tonight. But, they, you know, we had a good time. We had a lot of good stuff. And that's why so nobody complained. No, no. And actually, when you go back and look, we actually had quite a few callers. How about that? Yeah. That we I think that was pretty good. I think well, Paul called first, and we had Celeste, and then Paul called with another piece of information. Mm-hmm. Ray from Chicago, Don from Don. Dan. I got Dan at okay. the at the end. We had a Don in there somewhere. Well, I had to look through the tape. 
<laughs> I don't think I'd be embarrassed to do that. I would be embarrassed to do that. And then Dan, we did have. Oh, you know what? My my typing is terrible this week too. It was Ron, not Don. <laughs> okay, poor Ron. Oh gosh, I, I, this has not been a good day in terms of being organized, being able to use my computer. Oh my. But I think he did a great show. Good. He did a wonderful. It was a, it was a fun show. Now we know that we can that we can just haul it out all by ourselves for two <laughs> hours. Okay, we've done that. Everybody, don't make us do it again, <laughs> please. We've got the results from that one, and it's fair. But I don't know. It's so much nicer talking with you all out there. And then Walden has to put up with me. I love, I love doing that, you know. Uh, yeah, I know, but there's a limit. You keep saying that, but I don't know what it is. I haven't figured it out yet either, but <laughs> when I do, I'll let you know. You are so funny. Well, anyway, good night, everybody. Thank you for livening our lives, and we'll be back next week. Yes, next week. It's the following week that... Walden is going to be away. Yeah. So we'll be back next week, and thank you for being with us. Here on Yesterday USA, we'll talk to you next Saturday night, the night before Easter. That's right. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. Jaws Professional 1948-1940 Old Tab Sound 1 Star